motherfuckers know the deal. I got that game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, of the year, yeah, yeah. Game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, yeah. If they shoot, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Players Club Podcast. We are back again to talk more game of the year stuff with you. But before we kick off everything, I just want to say, um, Things have been interesting since the last episode. Um, of course, we've been talking about a lot of games. We'll be arguing about games again this episode. But uh, I don't know if you saw the news, but uh, there was an armed insurrection that took place at the Capitol in the last few days. We want to just say straight off that that's terrible. That's awful. That's bad. Uh, anyone who supports those actions or support any of the stuff that led us to those actions is bad. But holy fucking shit, it was really funny. When that guy tastes his balls. <laughs> oh my God. That shit was hilarious. And it sucks because it came out that that wasn't true. But holy shit. That was the funniest thing in the fucking world. Oh or, God. Or the people just crying about being on the no fly list. Yeah. That was funny as well. Or the, or uh, God, there's one lady, I'm from Georgia, so I can say, actually, that's not a justification. There's one lady from Georgia who was walking around with the don't tread on me flag and she got trampled at the thing when they opened (laughs) the doors of the Capitol. So she got tread on. Um, So yeah, all that shit is terrible, but hot damn, I was laughing a lot the day that that was happening because I was like, how are people this stupid? Uh, it's just a lot of stuff, man. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, anyway, I've said that now. <laughs> uh, let's get on to the rest of the show. Uh, so today I'm joined here again with the same folks as you saw in the last episode. Once again, I'm here with Alan Mir. What's up, homie? You know, just recording a nearly oh, like a two hour episode of when like four hours ago. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, I saw y'all chatting in here. Oh boy. We'll get ready for round two then. Um, and then we're also joined here by Graydon Webb as well. What's up, homie? Um, I just found a meme online that said Olive Garden is not a fancy restaurant. It is just an Italian Denny's. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm genuinely upset. So I'm starting the episode upset. <laughs> oh, you're you're in for the opposite of a treat then, if you're already starting there. <laughs> um damn, that invalidates all of the prom dates I've ever had which is technically one anyway. Uh, <laughs> and we're also, we're also joined here today by Josh Miller. What's up, homie? Oh, not much. Uh, I didn't mean to ask Alan since, I mean, he did one podcast already is about to do this one. Uh, Alan, do you want to try and uh, do hyper time after this too? <laughs> oh, no, I, him. <laughs> I won't do that to you. It's <laughs> about to say, I let's mean, get, yeah. The last, the last time I was, Someone said something like that to me. I, that was that was the beginning of Small Little Chronicles. Oh my god! <laughs> Do what I dare you. Well, at this point, if you started another podcast after this one, you'd likely be recording at like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't do that to anybody, at least not on purpose and premeditated. <laughs> that would be bad. Um, but in any case, we are going to be here for a while. We got some more games to talk about. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more categories to get through. Some of these will be pretty quick, so I don't think it's going to take us forever. I don't think it'll be longer than the three and a half hour behemoth we had last week, but um, this one should be fun to go through. Uh, so let's start off with the one that we fell out, we ran out of stamina to get to last time. Let's start off with 
best online game. Uh, oh, also, before we say everything, I meant to say this on the last episode, but I didn't know I was going to do it until after we had already recorded. Um, the theme song that you're hearing for these special episodes is the Game of the Year song that Malik Forte made back in like 2008. <laughs> it was like based off of like when uh, Uncharted 2 won Game of the Year that year, he made this song and then gave it to IGN and they put it out as like their Game of the Year reveal video. And so I really like that song. So I made it the theme song for this podcast. So I did. I literally said nothing about it last episode, but now that I've done it for that episode, I'm saying it in this episode. So one plus one equals two now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was, but we're just going to go with it. Uh, best online game. The nominees are Marvel's Avengers, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Risk of Rain 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, Rocket Arena, Spellbreak, Rogue Company, Genshin Impact, Valorant, Hyperscape, Deep Rock Galactic, and Darwin Project. Now, I, I'm already, there's some things on here. I know me personally, there are some things on here that I put on here knowing they wouldn't win and I just want to talk about. So are there games like that for any of y'all? Yeah. <laughs> what, which one do you want to take off then? Uh, the two that I put on there that I know aren't going to last are uh, Spellbreak and Darwin Project. Oh, wow. I didn't think you would have put Darwin Project on there. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of that early in the year. I respect it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like I don't really like um, the Battle Royale games typically. So the fact that I put two on here kind of surprises me. Um, but Darwin Project, I thought was a pretty cool idea of having like a game master kind of oversee the world and um, kind of dictate where the like where the like circle would close out right yeah Mm -hmm. so having someone kind of control that as opposed to just you know everything done behind the scenes seemed like a cool idea um it plays well but i mean the fact that it isn't actually playable anymore (laughs) kind of negates it even being on this list at this point but i thought it was a pretty cool idea yeah they shut the servers down they announced they were doing it like late last year and i think by now it's done Oh, wow. I never even got to try it. Yeah, it was really cool, too. It's a damn shame, man. Huh. Uh, um, I have some breaking news. Ooh, uh, what? Uh, this may have been brought up. Okay, so there's uh, this group called the Free States Militia. Okay. This is the type of news we're getting. Instead, of, I thought this was gaming news, but please continue. <laughs> uh, they got banned from Facebook. Facebook kind of messed up because they're not an actual militia. They're a gaming clan uh-huh. or Fallout 76. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about some other shit entirely. Holy no. fuck. <laughs> I-, I just want to get into a little Fallout 76 mention. All right. That's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> when you said free state militia, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Has something happened? <laughs> oh my God. I will give you that, though. Fallout 76 was a game I played a decent amount uh, in 2020, and it got a lot better in 2020. I think that game is actually pretty decent now, uh, especially if you can play it on PC with a decent frame rate. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would give that a mention. That deserves a, 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 a nod. Uh, Darwin Project, I really loved the idea of it, and I think in execution it was even done pretty well, but no one really played it. 
And I think them betting on a smaller, more intimate battle royale kind of bit them in the butt because instead of, oh, man, we need 100 players to make this work, it's only 16. And it just didn't make things feel as epic, you know, like, you know, other battle royales are. Even even with stuff like Apex Legends being only 60 players, it still feels like a really grand adventure you're having in that game. So, yeah, shout, shout out to Darwin Project. And hypothetical, we didn't put 76 on here, but hypothetical shout out to Fallout 76. We're going to go ahead and delete those. Um, let's get another one in here. Uh, Graydon, were you about to say one? Um, well, I, I have one that I, I want to make, uh, make a case for? A case for, but I might save that for a little later on. I have a crazy hot take, though, to just kind of throw on the floor. Oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> what if we got rid of Avengers? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Like right off the bat. Hmm. I. That's not as bad of a hot take as I was expecting. Number one. <laughs> number two, <laughs> I, I, I can understand that just because even though Avengers is primarily an online game because it is really pushing you towards the co-op. I still don't think it is as good of an online game as any of these other games. Like even maybe there's a couple that I would argue with, but I think Marvel's Avengers succeeds most as a single player campaign story, but that story still doesn't hold a candle to most of the things that came out this year. So when you talk about the online stuff, they're all pushing you towards that. And I don't think that stuff is going to be too compelling when you stand it up to some of these other Titans. Uh, what do y'all think for the rest of y'all? I have not played it, but I haven't really heard many people having played it. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem like it didn't really have any longevity, so I, I can't imagine the online portion of it is worthy of staying on here if it didn't do its job and keep people around. Yeah, I mean, I I bought it or I bought it on PS. At the time, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and couldn't play it on PS4 because the fan was too loud. Damn. And apparently it's still, it's not the best on PS5. Mm. And the PS5 version itself is indefinitely pushed back. Yeah. I, I bet it comes out first half of the year sometime, but yeah, it's probably further out than we would like. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I feel like that's a good enough argument to go ahead and delete it now. Uh, we all good with that? Yeah, I mean yeah. they haven't even really supported it yet, have they? They've they've added uh, one new character in the form of Kate Bishop, um, and a bunch of like quality of life improvements. Like when that game launched, there would be super, certain doors in some of the locations. There'd be doors that only someone like Hulk or like a big uh, character could smash through. But if you weren't playing as Hulk, you couldn't guy you couldn't tell the AI, "Hey, go bust that door open so I can get loot behind it." And you would have to just come back with a different character. They fixed that. Um, now and they also added like tagging, like in Apex Legends, where you can tag stuff on the map for people to run to. Uh, stuff like that. So they've added little quirks and things like that and bug fixes and whatnot, but overall it still isn't it isn't worthy of the Marvel name right now. Are you Wait. saying that it now has a ping system? Ping system, thank you. Oh, I tag <laughs> you really love ping systems, huh? I just I remember when it came out in uh it, when it was made in Apex, everyone acted like it was just the best thing in the world. And then follow uh <laughs> Fortnite got it. And um, I think Warzone got it too, and it was yeah. just like, "Up, oh, this is it. 
this is the the biggest thing to happen to gaming. It was so <laughs> smart, man. It's so smart because then you feel like you're communicating, but you don't have to put on a headset and listen to people's racist comments. Oh, it's great. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't Deep Rock have it too? What Deep Rock? Yeah. Oh, yes. Which perfect segue. <laughs> I think Deep Rock, you know what? I'm not even going to segue to Deep Rock because I think that is one I want to keep on here. I think that one okay. is a... That rivals Left 4 Dead in the realm of like co-op shooters. I think it rivals wow. Left 4 Dead. I think it even has more varied gameplay than something like a Left 4 Dead. I think that game is great. The one I want to aim at, Hyperscape. Okay. How much? How much of us really fuck with Hyperscape that much? Uh, Anybody? I, I nope. played. <laughs> really, you haven't touched it. I have not. No. Has anyone else touched it but me? I played a decent amount of it closer to when it came out, but I've come back every now and then, and I just don't stick around too much. Okay, that's probably how I feel, too. Um, I didn't play a whole lot of it. I played the beta, and then I played some when it came out, and it was fun, but it didn't do a whole lot of... I don't know. They all try their own things. They all have their own gimmicks, but I don't feel like it had much to write home about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really hated that system where you had to break open windows. That was oh, yeah. stupid. That was really dumb. Um, I think that was kind of the force. Because if you had to break open windows, it was either you're switching to your melee attack all the time or you're shooting the door down, which would pull you up on the map and kind of force fights a little bit more. Yeah. But I did like how the like different zones just dissolved. Eh, you can get mm-hmm. rid of it. I'm not I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna die on this hill. See, I'll I'll say for Hyperscape, I was super excited when it when it got announced and when it came out. I was like, yo, I'm playing this thing. When it, I was super anticipating it coming to consoles. I played it a decent bit when it came to consoles. And eventually I just realized I don't care about this universe. I don't care about this world that they're trying to set up with the lore and all this stuff. And it just felt like Hyperscape is a type of game that they're playing in the background on a TV show. <laughs> wow. Like it's it's just that type of game. Like and then the fact that they're like, oh, we, if we're advanced movement, everyone's jumping up in the air all the time and dashing and stuff. You, you have that movement, but the aiming and shooting plays like Call of Duty. Those things don't mesh as well as you would think, where if this game played like Quake, as far as the aiming and everything is concerned, then you got something. Or even like Doom, then you have something. But uh, it, it just didn't really mesh together, even with all the updates and stuff that I've been trying out. And they put in a team deathmatch mode, and I was like, finally, I can play this without having to worry about dying all the time. And it still didn't feel great, so I'm <laughs> deleting it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it has potential. It can be something, but it's just not, it doesn't feel like anything worth remembering yet. So, But I think they can work on it and bring it around. Um, how do we feel about Val- Valorant? Because uh, I didn't touch Valorant at all. Did nope. I? Did I add Valorant? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you don't remember, that speaks volumes. I think I probably added Valorant because I felt that we had to. At, okay, is this one? I'm the only one who touched it. Al, did you play this? Do I need, even need to dignify that with a response? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I I just feel like we should say it is a game that came out. And uh, I don't. This is how I feel about. This is how I feel about Rogue Company. Like I have no fucking clue why this game's on the list, and I think it's stupid. Rogue but, Company is mine, motherfucker. But I'm gonna let no. you finish. <laughs> I I have a friend who was actually playing Valorant when I came on here to record Win, 
and like it's people are still playing it um it had its problems in terms of uh uh you know things like hundred dollar dlcs for gun cosmetics um but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it i don't know it was it was fun for a bit but it's also not personally not a contender i just thought maybe other people played it but i can see that no so i'm just gonna curl up in a ball in the corner (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm deleting valorant because like no no disrespect to that game but it's just like oh we're a elite pc aim body type game where it's like counter-strike i'm like nothing about that appeals to me like i every time i play on pc i'm doing it with a controller so goodbye (laughs) i didn't really love its uh shop system well i'm I'm weirdly on the fence with that like you have to buy your weapon every every round and the money that you have is based on how you did in the previous round like i don't know i could never really figure out if i liked that or not so see i that's that's one of the reasons i actually really like rogue company because it that it having that shop system incentivizes you being good at the game because instead of it being like call of duty where it's like oh i'm really good at the game let me get a chopper gutter and just kill 12 people with no consequence now it's like all right now i i I got good in that match i got a bunch of money so let me spin it to make my gun a little bit better my perks a little bit better so that i'm doing the same actions i was doing but i'm just even better at it so it rewards skill and it rewards skill but then it compounds on top of that skill rather than just giving you an overpowered alternate mechanic to use so yeah, I like it a lot. But we're not we're not getting the road company yet. So Spellbreak, uh you you mentioned it earlier, Josh. I think Spellbreak or Spellbreak. I think Spellbreak is interesting. I think it is a uh I I love the idea of it being like a spell casting battle royale and the fact that it's free to play and cross save on everything. I think is really really neat. Uh personally, I it's just it's just in that second tier for me man it's in the it's one of those games where i'm like i really appreciate everything you're doing here but there's no like hook there's no like there's no thing specific that that game does that i'm like man it's just stick around so i'm also down for deleting it uh but it did get it shout out did anybody else want to like throw themselves on the landmine that is spell break or can we disarm it i really wanted to try that game and i never i never got around to it it's cool. I mean, you could play it on. I think it's on Switch too. It's on everything. So, and it's free. Yeah, and it's free. So, if you're out there listening, I definitely recommend trying out Spellbreak. If if the idea of a spell casting battle royale sounds really cool to you, then you might dig this. But me personally, eh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll go I ahead. Think, and, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think it was just more kind of along the lines of what I was looking for. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm tired of shooting things in 90% of my games. And so having a game where it's like, oh, you kind of have superpowers in a way and you can combine Mm -hmm. those superpowers and you can add different runes to get um, like add different like traversal or um, tactic elements to it as well. Or you're teleporting or you're like leaping extremely high in the air to kind of get away from everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. I just thought I had a lot of cool things in it that personally kind of hit my fancy more than most of these military-esque battle royale (laughs) games out um but yeah it's definitely not quite at the same tier as all those either but i i and i enjoyed it a whole bunch i'll give it to you yeah that that is one thing i liked about a game where you could just you could collect an ultimate ability that just sends you flying three 
hundred feet away <laughs> or just like you could literally fly in that game like gloat across the map it's really fun but like i said it's it's mid um and another one here this is the one that i added that i was pretty sure it was going to get deleted let me go ahead and rip this band-aid off uh rocket arena no i no what wait no. really this one i'm going to fight to be in the top three. Oh, i will lay down my life <laughs> oh hi shit all right mm, damn well, this is gonna be a this this is gonna be a problem because like I was ready to put my life on the line for Rogue Company, but Rock Rocket League or Rocket Arena is one of my babies, though. I will, I will throw. Did did anyone else play Genshin Impact? Yeah, yeah I was I was just about to ask that. Do you are you like a big diehard for Genshin? Get rid um, of it. <laughs> of <laughs> oh, the games remaining, it. yeah, I play. Of the ones remaining, it's the one I like the most. But I also like it because I played it as a single player game. So the online uh, aspects of it isn't what won me over. So if no one else wants to fight for this, I'm totally fine with that because it's mm. not the online portion of it that I cared about. You know what? I feel like we're going to do it. I feel like we'll do Genshin Impact a lot of justice in the next category. <laughs> Even if you didn't play it in that format, I still think it's eligible. So how do you feel about that? We take it off here, give it a lot of love in the next category. Because that's right. what I'm feeling. I, I think we're good with that. Uh, yeah? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, no, say no, it again? That's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, we're good. We're going to do that. All right, delete and Genshin Impact. Now, okay. Um, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Uh, strong opinions on that one at all? Well... <laughs> I have nothing to say. The dead silence speaks volumes. I'll say I love I I like Destiny 2 a whole lot and the fact that they've updated it for next gen. Uh oh, the audio okay. Well, we'll figure it out. The audio might be acting up for us. So, um if it is, we'll figure it out in a second. Um y'all can hear me right now, correct? I can. Correct. Okay. Whew, all right. So, we're good for now. Hopefully things don't break. And I'm going to go ahead and open up Streamlabs because I forgot to have that as my backup. So let me do that <laughs> while, we're, while we're going here. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, as far as the stuff that's left on here, I think... So Destiny 2 Beyond Light, I like that a lot, but the Beyond Light content specifically, I haven't really interacted with it. And it seems like there's not too much strong pull for it in this group. So I'm going to go ahead and delete Destiny 2 if we're all good with that. Okay. Yep. So now we're down to Risk of Rain 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, Rocket Arena, Rogue Company, and Deep Rock Galactic. Um, now, okay, I feel like I should put myself at a crossroads here. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic and Risk of Rain 2 are both... Risk of Rain 2 especially, one of my favorite games of all time. Deep Rock Galactic, I think, is one of the most underrated games of all time in that people don't talk about that game as much as I think they should for as good as it is. Uh, do we feel strongly about Warzone? <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. I will check that in a minute, Al. Thank you. Um, yeah, for Call of Duty Warzone, how strongly do we feel about it in this group? I played a total of one game out of that, and oh boy. I lasted... Josh, are you saying things? Because I cannot hear you. Oh, oh I no. heard him. Oh, God, you're all talking. I can't hear anything. All right, give me a minute. <laughs> Great. This is how we do it. <laughs> yes, Josh, continue. I'm super interested. <laughs> going on? Something's going on. Just Fireside, me and Josh. Hmm. 
Yeah, great. Let's do this. You know what? <laughs> it might be because I opened up. Uh... I feel like he still can't hear us. <laughs> okay, so... I can hear you now. I can hear you now. It was because I opened up Streamlabs. I'm a dumbass. Anyway, oh. <laughs> I closed Streamlabs and everyone started talking again. Um, so please continue. I didn't hear anything y'all were saying for the last few minutes. <laughs> so yeah, for Warzone, the I'm. I played one match of that. I lasted about as long as I expected, which was not very long at all. Um, I mean, it seems cool in general, but I mean, it's just not my thing. So, okay, is that a similar case with Alan Graydon? Um, I think I talked about Warzone in another category last time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of it. It was fun. It's Call of Duty. I didn't like the Gulag system. I don't like the um, the armor system very much. There's mm. just little problems I have with it, which seem to be the best parts of the game, <laughs> according to other people. <laughs> um, but definitely in this category, I don't think it holds a candle to my other ones that I would pick. I'd love to hear it. Al, you feel a similar way? I have not played Warzone. Oh, so, <laughs> so I, I'm saving that for a future piece of content for the YouTubes. Ah, all right, all right. I feel you there. So it sounds like in this case, we can delete Warzone safely. Yeah, I took it off. <laughs> People are going to cancel us. Let's go. Anyway, um, how mm, so you want to fight for Rocket Arena? Mm hmm. I want to fight for Rogue Company. Uh, correction, I want to die for Rocket Arena. Oh, you want to <laughs> die? <laughs> oh, man. You will simp till you can't simp no more. Uh, <laughs> deep, uh, man. Risk of Rain 2. I, See, if it mm-hmm. makes anything easier for you, I will fight for Deep Rock as well. Oh! All right. Per- I, I say that's perfect. I feel so much guilt about last episode. Because for most addictive game, I dropped Risk of Rain 2 just so I can put my sweet baby dreams on that list. (laughs) (laughs) And I am living with that guilt every day because I know the actual title of that category more applies to Risk of Rain 2 than it does to Dreams. But I still think Dreams deserves mentioning there. Um, Is there anything else? I did put Dreams in Best Narrative. All right. Can I do something unprecedented? Yes. It is your show. Well, <laughs> still, let me make sure I have the group here. Can I take, I, I can sacrifice Risk of Rain 2 on this list for best online game, but I'm going to drop Dreams off of most addictive game, even though we already locked it in. I'm going to take Dreams because we haven't put in the article where we've put this whole lockdown for all these categories yet. If I replace Dreams in most addictive game with Risk of Rain 2 and then put, and then really fight for it in the later categories that I have it in, I think I can live with that. Are we all cool with that? The timeline? Look here, man. I'm kidding. Time doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing we learned last year, (laughs) it's that. (laughs) I'm doing it. Wait, did you have an objection to that, Al? Um, No, in fact, I'm fine with that because from what I played of uh, Risk of Rain 2, um, it is pretty addictive, even though I, I was dying all the time. Yeah, but it make that's what makes it more sweeter. You die, you come back, and shit gets lit. Anyway, yeah, Dark Souls. <laughs> exactly. Um, fuck. All right, so we already know. So the last the last four games we have here are Fall Guys, Rocket Arena, Rogue Company, and Deep Rock Galactic. Um, 
How? I mm. am crazy. Ooh, I think I know what you're going to say, too. Uh, I think it would be soup. Mm, God, no, I can't. Mm. I can't bring myself to do it. I know what I you're going to say. You in your voice when you said that. <laughs> do you think I'm going to say, quote, this would just be so much easier if we could all agree Fall Guys shouldn't be in the top three? Ooh! <laughs> that's exactly that, what I thought you were going to say. That's really hard for me because Fall Guys should be, would be in my top three in the place of Rogue Company. Oh, okay. Mm. But the problem there is I think that I, I haven't played Rogue Company because I think it looks so stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why do you think it looks stupid? So I have nothing to say about it, but I don't know. I feel like if I'm okay, hold on before I even get into why rogue company stupid, just, just show <laughs> a virtual hands. Who's played rogue company. Emmett. Fuck. Who's played rocket <laughs> arena. Who's played rocket arena. Graydon. Fuck. Emmett. Oh, you Emmett. played it. I played a whole lot of rocket arena. I like it a lot. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like that's why I, I was ready to take it off, but I'm the one who put it on this list for a reason. Oh, I just I thought it wasn't going to get a lot of support. Oh, man. I, mm, this is so hard. Can I explain why Rogue Company is not stupid? <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the thing with Rogue Company, where you, we talked about Valorant and its whole Counter-Strike system where it's round base. You kill, what, five deaths in a round. You don't respawn. You come back, spend money in the shop in between rounds and, right. you know, have a couple rounds where you defuse the bomb, all that stuff. I Rogue Company is the exact same setup. It's just third person, and it also does the Valorant thing of it being kind of character ability-based, where each of these characters have different abilities. Um, why I like Rogue Company, though, is... <clears throat> how do I say this? Rogue Company is the game that made me appreciate every other game in which respawns are limited. Like, I wasn't really fucking with Apex Legends until I played a bunch of Rogue Company, and then compared to that... I play more Apex and now I'm addicted to Apex because I can appreciate the limitedness of its response. And so many other modes, like the Call of Duty modes, like Search and Destroy and stuff like that, where you only have one life. I appreciate those more now because of Rogue Company. Rogue Company is so fun because it's not just about your gun skill that keeps you alive. And well, first off, deaths are just more important or lives are more important when you don't respawn. So that's number one. I think that's really cool. Number two. It's not just dependent on, oh, he had a better gun than me. Guess I lost. Oh, he had this piece of equipment that I don't have. Guess I lost. Each character kind of counters other characters in a really special way to where if you're playing as like, there's this one character named Dima, his ultimate ability is a rocket launcher. So if you're up against three dudes, you can shoot that rocket launcher off, take all three of them out, and then you can go defuse the bomb and win the game. But if you're playing as Saint, which is my main character, he has, he can he can uh, revive somebody from anywhere on the map. He has a little drone that he shoots out. So if you have, if you're the last one alive with three dudes, you can just go over to your guy who's crouched over about to bleed out, send your drone off. And now it's two V three. So it's a little bit more fair. So you might not be able to kill them all at, at once, but you have more backup. So all of these characters have different abilities that can very quickly turn the tide of a battle and it makes you it makes it feel like no matter how outnumbered you are, you still have a fighting chance. And that and the games are just super quick. It's super instant to just play a match and bounce out. 
The rounds are super short. They're like 90 second rounds. It's really, really quick. Just the feedback on all of the guns feel good. It feels like a game that was destined to be an esport. And I think that's really good. I think that's really special. And when you compare it to Rocket Arena, I like Rocket Arena a whole lot. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but the thing about Rocket Arena is that it doesn't feel like a innovation. It feels like a very good version of it's like, oh, you made you made a quake, you made a third person quake shooter with characters and abilities, but for kids. That's what it feels like. And it's fun and I like it a lot. But Rome Company feels like, oh man, they've really added some things here that kind of put a twist on the whole limited respawns, Counter-Strike type formula. So I think Rogue Company is more innovative in general. So I would go with Rogue Company over Rocket Arena, but Rocket Arena is good. So how do you feel, Graydon? <laughs> Did I convince you at all? <sighs> uh, <laughs> here the, we go. The thing that sucks is I, w- I would say, put this on hold, let me play around a Rocket R- Rogue Company. <laughs> but I just deleted it from my Switch like oh, two days ago. How um, dare you? Because it was taking up like eight gigs and I don't have that space. All those gigs were worth it. <laughs> um, but but I instantly wrote in my phone to download it on my Xbox and forgot. And if I did that right now, it would ruin the pod. It would, it would make my <laughs> bandwidth bad. I will give you Rogue Company. And if I, I and I will play it. And if I think that it's super good, I will uh, I will eat my words at a later date. Hell yeah. I'm the lead rocker. I, I want everyone to know. <laughs> and the nice thing is that I think you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. The rocket arena. A did not deserve the hate that it got. Yes. B should, n- should have been free to play from the start though. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's a two. Okay. B <laughs> <laughs> B it should be played because it was free to play. All right. Is it free to play now? Or it, it was, was it was on PlayStation Plus. Plus in December, so a lot of people probably have it, and it's on Game Pass right now. Okay, and yeah, that it's just a very good game. It was just good. It was really good this year, um, and genuinely worth worth playing. Indeed, I agree hundred percent. Rocket Arena is an incredibly solid game. It is worth playing. And just for the fact that I don't want it to be forgotten, I would have put it on here. But Rogue Company, man. I just feel like Rogue Company has more feathers in its hat. So we're going with that. So yeah, clickety clackety. I goodbye. like I like how freaking Fall Guys just got in here. <laughs> we didn't need to fight for it. Like and Deep Rock kinda too is just like, yep, they speak for themselves. Yeah, Fall, fall Guys, things, yeah. You can say the things fell into place. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna make all these guys fall. Click. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. So now that we have our three, we have Fall Guys, Rogue Company, Deep Rock Galactic. I'm okay with putting Rogue Company in number three since I know that got in here so barely last minute. Yeah, it's kind of um, like a tie for third. So, who, wait, tie <laughs> between Rogue Company and what? <laughs> I'm oh, like I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and put Rogue Company at number three. Uh, how do we feel about? Fall Guys or Deep Rock, number one? How are y'all feeling? Because I know how I feel. Number one, I think Fall Guys. Mm, damn, that's why we didn't argue about it, because it was written <laughs> in the books already. Um, so 
Uh, Fall Guys, Deep Rock Galactic, then Rogue Company. Are we liking that? Well, that works for me. I I, I think it's good. I, I think we'll live with it. I think we'll go with it. Um, wow. <laughs> Cannot believe this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to lock it in. If everyone's good with it, we'll lock it in. Uh, so our number one best online game. We didn't even talk about Fall Guys that much. I'll just say real quick, I like Fall Guys. I, I think it's just, it's hilarious consistently. It just brings me joy every time I think about it and when I play it. And for a lot of these games, they only bring joy when I'm playing it. So I think that's impressive on a, all on its own. And it made failing fun, which is really good. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it out there. Uh, I l- hate the team matches for the most part. And I kind of wish uh, the season content didn't come out as slowly as it did. Because playing those same maps over and over again kind of gets a little stale overall. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think I had as much fun with any sort of online game like I did with Fall Guys. Okay, fair enough. I Fall had fun guys. playing with y'all. Yeah, so it's, fun. Fun. We did that. it's a great game to play with people. Yeah, well, see, there you go. That's why you like it. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, Fall Guys is a really great game. Deep Rock Galactic, I, I've said my piece on that, too. Uh great game uh it just if you're looking for a co-op shooter and you miss uh you miss left for dead and games like that this is that with a little bit of minecraft thrown in in a good way so i i just think it's great resource gathering and just swarms and swarms of alien bugs in colorful caves it's just what is there not to love um so yeah mm-hmm. no i was laughing oh okay <laughs> but, but, like <laughs> yes i agree deep rock is very fun Indeed, indeed. So yeah, drunk and dance. Yes, you can get drunk and dance, and getting drunk on different alcohol gives you stat bonuses in the mission. So it's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, best online game. Your winners are number one, Fall Guys. Number two, Deep Rock Galactic, and number three, Rogue Company. Um, Glad we didn't rip each other's throats out over that one. Now let's actually. This probably going to be another easy one. Um, The next category here: best on the go game. Uh, your nominees are Genshin Impact, Among Us, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, Pokemon Cafe Mix, World's End Club, and Beyond Blue. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I don't know what the fuck half of these are. So, I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying you didn't read my recaps, Emmett? Look here, man. I read your recaps. Anyway, so we're going <laughs> to... I didn't know where I was going with that. Uh, so I just like just said the sentence. Um, so yeah, for I will say Genshin Impact, I'm already feeling vibes of a number one on that. Um, oh, that, oh, that oh, I'm not going to lock it in. I'm not about to lock it in. I'm just saying I'm feeling vibes of a number one. The only other one that I think comes close to it is Among Us. And I want I want to address right now. Did Among Us... Wait, hold up. Um. Let me type this in. Among Us Mobile release date. Because when did oh. it come to mobile? Oh, no. It, oh. Maybe not this year. It came there in June 2018. So, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, Does that mean it's disqualified? It I don't want to disqualify it. I don't want to disqualify it. Because it's like... It, it came into mainstream um, relevance this year. Mm-hmm. Or 2020. Yeah. And since since no one put it in a best online game either, I feel like I want to keep Among Us on here just for that, just for that alone. Um now, first off, Worlds Worlds End Club, that is you, Graydon, right? You put that on there? 
Uh, I think I put the majority of these on, if not all of them. <laughs> um, I vote to get rid of, right off the bat, I vote to get rid of World's End Club and Pokemon. I did not really like Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, it was it was a fine... Oh god, I don't hear anybody. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay. How about now? How about now? Damn it. All right, I'm back. Hi. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right. So you can hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. So oh, boy. Um, yeah, Pokemon Cafe Mix, um, I wrote it's kinda like uh what did I say it was like? Uh I don't know. It's just like a it's a it's it's not very good. And uh <laughs> <laughs> World's End Club, it was an interesting little uh what what how do you describe that a puzzle platformer uh, oh I, I don't even know if i would call it that looking it's, at pictures it looks like world ends with you or something it's in a similar vein of like a yeah like a virtue's last reward type of thing like a like a 999 you know like a like a it's very danganronpa-esque in terms <sighs> of plot and in terms of it's narrative but there's also puzzles and platforming um it's long it i didn't play all of it um i didn't adore it though so i can see both of those two just getting off and i doubt that either of you any of you played that <laughs> so <laughs> those games so if you want you can just get rid of them all right you said that for pokemon and world's end club yes okay yeah pokemon i heard bad things about so okay. i was ready to delete that one anyway um okay. And World's End Club, because you say so, I will take it off. Now, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. <laughs> I want to put attention on Elite Squad from Tom Clancy. Is okay. that the game where you fight Black Lives Matter <laughs> until they patched it out? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. They use the they use the symbol to like show like anarchy or whatever. But yeah, that like the fist symbol. <laughs> It wasn't the plot. <laughs> That's not <laughs> so like so he just like had it. And that Eve Gimmel's uh son is was in charge of. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Um but I don't I don't know. If it were up to me, and this is a hot take, but if it were up to me, I would honestly get rid of Genshin Impact. Um, <gasps> oh. I know that's it's crazy. Um, Elite Squad was very good for for what it was. It's a turn based shooter. It's in the style of, um, <laughs> for lack of a better example, um, God, now I forget it. That one raid, raid Shadow Legends. Oh wow! <laughs> or um, <laughs> I know, played like, some of that. Yeah, yeah, like there's people on one side people on the other and then you're just kind of like the the action keeps going but you are choosing what powers to use and stuff um it's very pretty to look at the idea behind it of getting to use different people from different games was cool though that was kind of lost on me because i haven't played like every splinter cell and all these like I, there were people from the division i have no freaking clue who they are um <laughs> That but, is, I will say it is super weird that they made a Tom Clancy Smash Brothers. Basically, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. if there's and a if there's cool. a franchise I do not care about the individual characters of, it's Tom Clancy. 
<laughs> you don't even think of it as a franchise really like you just yeah. think of it as like it's it's weird because it's like a ubisoft within a ubisoft mm-hmm. <laughs> like in tom clancy you just make they just make games under that moniker um but, all right <laughs> yo yo hey hey man i watched a video essay on uh on ghost recon wildlands and hey ain't completely wrong <laughs> but anyway um but I would honestly, as I'm looking through the rest of it, like I didn't put Beyond Blue on the narrative, but I would get rid of Elite Squad just to have Beyond Blue in in the top three. And personally, I would put Beyond Blue as my number one in this, but I know that that's not going to happen. beyond blue is on my top five personal games of the year it's one of the greatest games i've ever played Mm. um it's it's short it's sweet i absolutely love that company i will i will simp for eline media i i there was so much love and care (laughs) in that game that i'm i was just blown away by that game um so that's just me personally wanting it on the list if no one else it comes down to the similar thing if no one else has played elite squad i would be like okay get rid of it just so i can have beyond blue even if we lock it in at third place i'll let you do that i'll let you have your way with the with on the go (laughs) but did you say you would sorry did you say you would get rid of genshin impact <laughs> to I keep said, Elite Squad and Beyond Blue, that's what he said he would do. Yeah, if it was me. Um, but I know that we want Genshin Impact. I mean, I'm okay with letting it go if no one else cares. <laughs> oh, no, uh no. Uh uh-uh. uh here here's why. Here's why. I have it. I'm gonna say I have a little bit of a grudge against Tom Clancy's uh what uh, Elite Squad, because not not really for the game itself. I mean the game actually looks alright, but I'm just like, yo. The fact that y'all couldn't, because the entire Tom Clancy like sub franchise or whatever is like tiptoeing into like aggressively right leading shit in a way that I'm like, eh, maybe not. Like, you need to well, send me this video essay on Wildlands. Yeah, it, it's really because it <laughs> I'm I'm crazy. Number one, I'm crazy, and I'll I will watch three hour YouTube videos for fun. So I think the one on Wildlands that he made was only an hour, but there's this there's this uh, video essayist named uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais. He makes really long videos on games, and he'll just do like like the last video he put out was a nearly two hour video on the entire Watchdog series. And I'll watch these things, and he made one for um, for Ghost Recon Wildlands because he actually reviewed it for Polygon back when it came out, but he was revisiting it. And he just this one game he talked about for an hour and 20 minutes. And basically his core thesis on it, I guess, is that it's fun, but it's also like saying the quiet part loud in a lot of places where it's like like one of the characters in the game, they're trying to you're in fuck, I forget what they call it. It's like some uh southeastern country. So you talk to a lot of like like Colombians and stuff like that. So she's trying to threaten this one guy to like get information out of him. And he she's like well, you don't want your kid to end up in the foster care system because we know kids disappear in that system a lot. And it's like, all right, that was probably a cool threat when you thought about it. But like, when you think about that, you're kind of taking advantage of the broken, <laughs> of the broken uh, child care system in America 
and then not fixing it purposely so you can use it as a threat for foreigners. Like that's kind of fucked. <laughs> and he just like goes on about shit like that. So that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I'm not like fuck Tom Clancy in general, but I am like, I don't want to give it an award. <laughs> so I, would, I mm-hmm. would like to say this is that guy that I mentioned a while back where I stumbled upon his three hour God of War video and was like, do people fucking watch this? I watched that video. <laughs> I was like, how do people like, I I'm a big proponent for just putting on something and listening to it. I'll watch the occasional, like four hour stream over the course of many days, but like to watch a three hour video on God of war, I wouldn't even watch a three hour video on assassin's creed or like walking bro, dead, bro. I watched the fucking four hour video on the red dead series, including gun. <laughs> Oh I am God. that man. Oh, dude, his wow. videos are so great. If you're crazy like me, go check that shit out. You know what? Let me let me copy a link to uh, this Tom Clancy thing so I can put it into the notes for the show so people can watch it if they want to. But oh. yeah. Hold up. How does he have a video on Soma versus Tacoma? They're completely different games. They just rhyme. <laughs> no, you <laughs> apparently they have some similarities. For real? Is yeah, Soma he, in space? Soma is I, I I'm gonna keep it real with you since I haven't played either game and I'm interested in doing so I haven't watched that video but he he will only put games together if they make sense to be put together oh wow like, he's that type fantastic. of play yeah that. I, I have to get to it I love gone home so I got to get to it but getting back on topic so we're yeah, not sorry. here for four hours like that video um yeah <laughs> I <listens> to this <laughs> four hours. Oh, oh god a thorough look at Mass Effect two and a half hours I gotta watch this <laughs> oh yeah yeah this is for you noah anyway <laughs> um yeah so for for the topic at hand i'm feeling we delete tom clancy's elite squad keep beyond blue and here's what i want to do since since the the since the loyalties of this squad are different than what i expected um first off are we good with deleting tom clancy's elite squad hell yeah sure sure Fuck yes, let's get it. Um, so now that we've done that, I'm feeling because you talked up Beyond Blue so much and I looked into what type of game it is. I've seen screenshots and videos now. It looks pretty neat. What I wanted can I want to put this to the crowd. Number one among us, number two beyond blue, number three, Genshin Impact. How we feel. I like that. <laughs> Everyone else? I have no horse in this race, so do whatever you want to do in this category. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Well, we got Kitchen Impact on here. I wanted to make sure we did that at least. Uh, Al, do you object at all? I have not played a single one of these games. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll say I love Among Us. I think Among Us is a crazy idea that works way better than it has any reason to. And they deserve all of the success that they've gotten because I think it is. There have been other like undercover deception games before, but Among Us just struck a nerve. And I think it. It popped up in front of people's faces at the time that they needed it, and it was incredible. And even if it's not the most original, I think it is still very, very good despite that. So I think it deserves number one. I think Genshin Impact is a very good-looking, good-sounding, good-playing game, according to everything I hear about it. And Beyond Blue sounds like a masterpiece, so I want it to at least be high. So Genshin Impact, number three. Among Us, number one. Beyond Blue, number two. I'm doing it now. <laughs> so yeah. let's make it let's make it so. 
Bingo, bango, boingo. So with that, uh, the best on-the-go games are as follows. Number one, our winner is Among Us, followed closely at number two by Beyond Blue, and then rounding out the three, Genshin Impact. Congrats to all of those games. Uh, that one wasn't as bad. I got to talk about Noah, Jim Walter. Dude, okay, let me just say this real quick. If you think Noah's long, <laughs> Joseph Anderson is fucking crazy. He made a five-hour video about The Witcher 2, and only The Witcher 2. <laughs> Oh my God. As part of a as part of a trilogy for each game in the Witcher series, he made the, the his video on the Witcher one is four hours and eighteen minutes, and he's he's making a Witcher three video. He said it's going to be longer than the Witcher two video. Oh my God! I love this shit, man. Now I didn't sit here and watch all of those in one sitting. I'm not that crazy. What? He's but, the one that did the God of War one I was thinking of. Him. It's yeah. three hours exactly, and it's four million views. Oh, and I was great. Nuts. Because oh, so I remember good. writing to our group chat: Do four million people actually watch that? And someone was like, "It might have been you, Emmett." That was like, "Oh, some <laughs> people like look at it and then just look away. Like, not everyone finishes it." See, here's the funny thing, because with, with Noah, with Noah's video on God of War, that was about the entire God of War series. He started at God of War one, played all the spinoffs and mainline games and then okay. played the PS4 one. So that makes sense to be that long. <laughs> this one, Joseph, he makes that's three hours on one game. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so crazy i don't i can't explain it but it's just so fucking great like i it's gotten to the point where i play games so just so i can watch the video on them for one of these two dudes <laughs> okay i'm gonna make a reference that's gonna be that i think only josh will well understand because it's from like the 90s <laughs> okay <laughs> i didn't exist in the 90s i guess but okay go on <laughs> uh there was a certain uh sketch when william shatner hosted uh, snl a star trek at a Star Trek con. <laughs> I take it you understand on which sketch I'm referring to? I know it's sketch, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I, we're, we're being owned, at Graydon. I don't know if you could recognize that. Uh, I was only in the 90s for three years. Oh, shit, I was in there for four years. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh. uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that sketch had a very good narrative. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it, you want to explain it? <laughs> yeah, so they're all... Reveling in their nerdiness, and Shatner just says, "Get a life," and I have a feeling that's what Graydon is gonna tweet out <laughs> to, this, to these people about these guys. Hey, no, I love video essays. <laughs> like if we're if we're shouting out video essays, like Alan and I will. We were big like Defunct Land fans. Um, mm. uh, who who else do I like video essays? I like uh, the fucking uh cosmonaut variety hour like i'm more of like a movie type of video essay type of person you know what i respect that and not super long <laughs> i'll watch a good half hour every now and again defunct plans tend to go long but um but yeah i i just can't like lots of hours are oh my goodness i just can't because when I want to go pick it up, I have a problem keeping up with our own podcast sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I pick it up, I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of this one. But then there's another one. Like there's so many things. Mm, I, I respect that. I can understand that entirely. It's a uh, it's a lot to keep up with. But 
God damn, if it isn't great every single time. Um, anyway, I'm going to, just because we've been talking about it so much, it's been the point of conversation. I'm including that God of War video too, just to spite you. <laughs> so that'll be in the show notes too. <laughs> Wait, is that our number one best mobile game? Yeah, God of War 2018. <laughs> our number one, <laughs> the video is. You can watch it on your phone. Hey, there we go. Um, God, the narrative of this episode is gone somewhere I didn't expect. And that takes us to best narrative. Uh, I've been trying to segue to that for a minute. Um, this is going to be a hell of a category. Um, so the nominees for this one are Tell Me Why, Spider-Man Miles Morales, The Last of Us Part Two, Hades, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and Dreams. Damn it. Hi. Emmett, hey, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm here. It's me, Graydon. I. <laughs> I'm listener, first night caller. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Um, I have a hot take that I've been waiting to drop on you for over a week. Fuck me in the throat. And... Let's go. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um... I, that, uh, just forget it. <laughs> Continue. So. So it's going to be hard to dethrone Tell Me Why, right? Because I love that one, and that's my my kind of my game of the year. But you can move your cursor because Dreams is the second best narrative I've played. And <laughs> my throat is unfucked. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I played it. I played it last weekend and do it a freaking love it. Yes. It was so good. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so excited. I was ready to get on my podium for dreams, but now I got a now I got a a, a a soldier in my ranks. Let's go. All right, so I'm gonna back off of dreams because I was gonna put my sights on that first because I thought I was gonna be alone. <laughs> um do we not feel strongly on any of these? It feels like we all have like one or two that are like our diehards and the rest we don't care about. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. If we're doing it like that, I think right now, just for now, we're just going to bold a couple things. I'm down for bolding The Last of Us Part 2. I think, Josh, you're still the only one who's beat it with me, right? Yeah. Okay. But hey, I got to that part. Oh, you got to the part where, uh, where you're on Seattle Day 1 again? Oh, no, you got to uh, something else. Yeah. Okay, okay. Wait, I there's got more? I have to go back in? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought you had got to Seattle Day 1. Like, are you on Seattle Day 1? Because uh, Seattle Day 1 starts right after the big thing that happens at the beginning of the game. Um, I've yet to leave the town. Okay, okay. In that case, then you are about to start Seattle Day 1. And that's all I'll say. Okay. So, okay. yes. So in that case, you still you've seen the big thing, the big thing that yes. I was like, there's a chance that they take. Yeah. After this, I definitely went and did everything that I should have. Like af after our first part one of this, ep this sh what the hell we're doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, went and I did like all my homework that I should have done. I even you know what? I even have another thing that I want to bring up. Mm, okay go off I'm, I'm sorry i'm taking over this podcast i apologize no no plugged, please folks. the more i shut up the better let's go i would put as an honorable mention on here mafia definitive edition hear uh, me out Ooh. all right let's go i 
I <laughs> you're like so I know it doesn't stand up to everything else and like it probably won't even get like you don't even have to write it in it won't get top three let's be honest but and, and I, I wanted to play mafia so that I could have uh what was it best gun best gun game that was like our thing last time we were like oh we don't know and I was like oh I'll check it out I am I have fallen in love with mafia like this game uh-huh. is it keeps me up at night. Genuinely. I have to play some every night before bed or my day doesn't feel complete. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is so good now. Like I, I love, I love the characters instantly. You love the characters. I like the, the gameplay of it, except honestly, except for the gunplay. There we go. <laughs> I like, I like the, just the, the, the atmosphere, the world, the, the driving is fun. I even did that stupid race and didn't mm. have as big of a problem as a lot of the world did. And I don't know why it was such a big deal, but um, it's just great. Like Mafia Definitive Edition is great. And I bought the second one on PC and I can't wait to try it. And then I'm going to play three on my PS4 and be so happy. And oh, it's going to be great. I can't <laughs> wait. I just wanted to say that. I lo- it was very good. It's no dreams and it's no tell me why, but, but yeah, damn good games. Carry on. And it's okay. no Miles Morales. Oh, that's the one you want to fight for, huh? Ooh. Sure is. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> damn. All right. Well, okay. Let me say this real quick. How strong do we feel about Hades? No comment on it. Mm, yeah. <gasps> oh, yes. We can delete Hades then. Wait, you won't fight for it? I, I mean, I'm no, I think I'm the only one who played it, right? I've I've played it, but not not as much as you have. Oh, okay. Well, as the person who's gotten furthest into Hades, I will say that this very much could be a. I went back and played it later, and now I'm mad we didn't put it on here. But speaking right now, I think the gameplay is great, and I think what I have seen of the story in Hades is interesting. I haven't gotten deep enough to like really know what's going on, but I finally hit a part in the narrative that seemed like, oh shit, is deeper than I thought. Um. I think there's potential there, but I haven't seen that potential yet, and we're voting now. So based <laughs> off of that, hey man, this is the October surprise. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This 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 that's an outdated reference. It's fucking 2021 now. Anyway, I'm October deleting it. Surprise Hades. sounds gross. <laughs> Why would you say that? October surprise is like it when it's election season, they're like, oh, we don't know what's gonna happen right up into the vote. There could be like a surprise news in October that makes people flip their vote or something. Oh, like an October surprise would be when Trump said, I'll grab him by the pussy and then still won. So <laughs> I thought it was when, That's you, the surprise. Made, when you made mm-hmm. Whoopi in February and then October came around and you were like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you have that one. I'm not even going to say something in contrast to that. <laughs> um, in any case. All right. I don't feel strongly about Ghost of Tsushima. Does anyone else feel strongly about Ghost of Tsushima? Because I've I've started it. I've maybe put an hour and a half into it, but I'm meh on it. I know people love it, but I'm meh. How do y'all feel? I think Alan's the only one who can really speak to it. Alan? It's it's such a good game. <laughs> it, mm, I'm going to tell you right now, the way I'm feeling, I like Miles Morales a whole lot. <laughs> God damn it. Here's the thing, man. One... Two, three games on this list made me cry. 
And I know I can't have all three of them on this list. So that's really what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to make sure I have at least <sighs> two of those games. May- I might have to deal with only one. <clears throat> you know what I want to delete? I want to delete. Tell me why. But I oh. need you to I need you to tell me why I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, me? Who else? Who else played? Tell me why and loved it. Well, oh, it's on you. <laughs> Alan, you're leaving me out to die here? <laughs> no, Sorry. just pick it up. Uh, I just thought oh. of, uh, no, I was, as soon as you said that, Grain, I just thought a Telltale Ward Berlin just, Grain will remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but actually, uh, we can, I will sacrifice ghosts in order to save Tommy Y. Wait, really? You don't have to do that. You don't have to go that far. I'm not asking you to jump in front of the bullet. I'm just asking (laughs) you to silent protest with me over here. Uh, Tell me why it's beautiful. (laughs) It's moving. It's... uh, I know it doesn't matter about narrative, but Jesus Christ, that game is freaking visually gorgeous. Um, I... I love the story that tell me why tell 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 me why tells me why. <laughs> I I love the characters. I love the I I I don't know. It's it's eleven o'clock at night. I can't I can't formulate <laughs> my love song for it. I, I yeah. Go ahead. It's in my top five personal games, and <sighs> and I explain it better there. <laughs> okay fair but, enough but yeah I, I i don't know the game begins with the mystery of why did so why did this person commit this horrible with this horrible act and by the time you finish the game or you're spent the entire game is spent trying to understand that person who is no longer around hmm. and there are revelations there are reconnections there's a underlying fantasy world that the twins have created. Yeah. Okay. And and the character that is suspect or that the character they're trying to understand. Okay. No, I'll I'll spoil it. Uh, Uh The character is their mother. Okay. I've heard of that. So that's fine. (laughs) And they're trying to understand why their mom would do such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned how like Marianne wasn't, she, she, she wasn't the worst mom. And she like, she always encouraged their them creative their creative their like their creativity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The game is basically it's not not necessarily a whodunit like life like the first Life is Strange, mm-hmm. or a, a social commentary on a, on a, on politics like Life, life is Strange, Strange too. too. Yeah, it's it's simply. Asking the its characters are simply asking, "Tell me why this horrible thing happened." Hmm. And it does a it does a great job, as Grain said, with the way it's written, with the way it it it's presented. I I have a curveball to throw into the mix. I feel like I know what the curveball is, but I don't want to do it to him. But <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I think you do. You probably do. <laughs> but and I'm not. I am not using this as a as a let's make this game better because of this, but 
I am absolutely very genuine and it needs to be addressed that, but I am genuine that I did not fully understand. And, and not that I do, I don't know how to word this. Okay. I, I learned more about the struggle of trans people through this game. Okay. And, and I think that, and I, that's not, it's not the entire basis of the narrative, Mm -hmm. but it certainly helped me as someone who I will be honest with the internet was not entirely like, all right, I'm a, I'm a be, I'm a be the most supportive in this aspect, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. but playing this game, I feel there was a, a a change in me and the way I perceived this. And, and I think that it helped me understand that better. Hmm. And, um, and in using that as a way of telling the story, as well as telling a, just a cool mystery story that don't not is very good at doing. I think that it was very well done, very well touched upon. Um, and as I think I mentioned in my, in my own write-up, having a sibling myself, ha- like, like being, it being a sibling story really made it more personal in a way for me. Like I, I just felt like I could really relate with, with these characters very well. And, okay. and, and I just, I don't know. I, I liked everything that this game tried to do and I'm very proud of this game and the team and the way that it was made. And I think it's going to go down as one of the, one of the underrated games of this year. Cause I really didn't see a lot of people championing it. And like, whereas life is strange though, it's, it's kind of a cult classic, but it, it got praise when it came out. And, and I didn't see that kind of thing with tell me why. And I just want people to know that it's great. So in a similar <laughs> way with that, uh, we can put it, if we have to, we can put it in the rocket arena category <laughs> of <laughs> just know that it was great and please play it. I'm not and accepting that. I've bolded it. <laughs> really? I, I have been convinced. It, it sounds like it's truly something special. Um, and plus I, I already know I love Don't Nod, so like, you know, I, I feel like it needs to be at least in the top three. Um, right. also, so goes to Tsushima. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Uh, with with Life is Strange one and two, Don't Nod had five episodes for each for each game to get the to get to progress the story. Tell me why it only has three episodes. Oh yeah, that's true. And there Our are chapters like three hours a piece, right? Yes, the whole game is nine hours. Hmm. It's a lot more respectable of your time. I <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, we'll keep Tommy Why on here. I feel like it deserves that. Um, before, okay, because can we agree? I want to take off Ghost of Tsushima since you said you would fall on that bullet for Tell Me Why, and you're <laughs> you you are Al. You already said you would fight for Miles, so I think that's going to be a more contentious debate. So how heartbroken are you going to be if we delete ghosts? Cause I'm down for deleting ghosts. I mean, it's a, while I do <laughs> love the story and the way it's told it, it, it's not, it's not better than miles. There we go. Ah, that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, and plus, I, I look back at the other categories. We did give Ghost of Tsushima best action adventure game against my wishes, so meh. <laughs> I think I think it's gotten its due. So I'm gonna, and plus, it'll probably be, it'll definitely be in the top ten for game of the year. So deleting Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> I hope we can live with that. Now, Josh Miller, I was <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> you know what's coming. Um, I know what's coming. I think I know what's coming. Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> uh, now, I'm, how, how many do we have here? So we have Tell Me Why already. We need two more. We have Miles. We have Last of Us Part Two. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have Dreams. Tell me why Final Fantasy VII Remake, because we did already crown it as, I guess, the second best RPG of the year behind Persona 5. So, like, tell me about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Why does it deserve narrative awards? Let me ask you this. Have, do any of you have any love for the original Final Fantasy VII? Damn. I actually have hatred. Wow! <laughs> oh. You know me. You know me. <laughs> why do you love everything people love? Why do you hate everything people love? <laughs> and this was kind of the game that started me being contrarian. Is I just I grew up very much, very strongly disliking the combat system and the... Uh, Really, it stemmed from the combat system of Final Fantasy VII, and it made me just be like, "Nope, screw this game, I'm out." Wow! And oh, then God. I've just kind of—it's similar to how, as I say all the time, that time I had an allergic reaction to McDonald's, and I was like, "You know what? It won't hurt me to cut this out of my diet, even if it may have just been a bad day." And I wasn't really allergic to those fries, but you know what? My life isn't worse without McDonald's. It's kind of like, well, Final Fantasy VII. I don't need it in my life, so I'll just go on hating it, I guess. Damn, you're like me with Nintendo. <laughs> Christ. At least I have a Switch now. Um, but I'm, I'm going to let you have the floor, Josh. Like, Even though we even have a contrarian here, it sounds like the combat system in this game is a lot different than the original, so maybe that'd be a point to... Would, would the narrative have him pulled in at all? What do you think? If he never finished the first game the original game. I don't think the narrative would really change that at all. The, I think the biggest, the, the impact, I'm trying not to spoil anything. (laughs) The impact of the narrative in this game, I think comes down completely to whether or not you play the original. I think that's the reason I will have the hardest time convincing the rest of you that belongs on this list. In my opinion, there's not a game on this list that has the balls narratively to do what Final Fantasy VII did. It took chances that huh. I was not expecting whatsoever. You're saying that, can... and you're the only one who's played all of The Last of Us Part Two, but you still say that. Yes. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> and again, if you did not play the original, it will not. It will not seem that way. But there are things that this game does that. <sighs> that seem inconceivable <laughs> this will come up with the game of the year list but you know you know the uh the hypothetical of if you could go back and pl- replay the game you know your a game for the first time again and re-experience it for the first time what would it be you know that like hypothetical that comes up mm-hmm. every once in a while yeah final fantasy 7 remake is that game like it oh. is the epitome of what that actually means like someone <sighs> took that idea and made it a reality. Shit. Like Final Fantasy VII, 
the original is one of my favorite games of all time. And it Final Fantasy Remake made me feel like I played again for the first time and in a way it did. And I can't really go into it any further without spoiling it. But so much of that boils down to the narrative. And again, if you didn't play it, it will not hit you like it did fans of the original. I, oh my God. I, mm. <laughs> I want to say two things here. Fuck. Yeah, go ahead. First one is uh, the other day I, so I saw the tweet discussion between you and I forget who it was, um, who was like, if you talk shit about Final Fantasy VII, who was that? <gasps> I know you're talking about uh, Andy Seitz, who's been on uh, the previous iteration of this show before. Okay, um, yes, it was him. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and he he mentioned the end. So, and I'm 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 of course not going to spoil anything, but I'm just going to say like I went and watched it, and being someone <laughs> who knows nothing regarding Final Fantasies, it was entirely lost on me. But it was very uh, heartwarming, I guess, to watch people's reactions. Um, so huh. I get where Josh is coming from that. Like, if you know, if you care about the series, you're going to like what it does. Um, but my second thing is I would listen to Josh rant about anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was like so compelling. Like, I kind of want to be like, yeah, fuck. Tell me why put that up there. You know what? Uh, I can spoil it if you guys really want me to spoil it, but. I don't know if you guys have any plans on actually playing it or not. I've never played a Final Fantasy game, so if I'm being honest with myself, I will never get around to this. But it's like the way you're talking about it makes me want to give it a shot. But you're also saying like when you said it does narratively, it does like one of the most daring things you've seen this year. Knowing that you've also played The Last of Us. That blows my fucking mind, and it makes me want to see what that is. But it seems like what that is is completely dependent on you playing the original. Is that correct? Yes. Like You'll still get, for the most part, a complete story with this game. They do leave some stuff open-ended for sequels, obviously. But yeah, the how they end that game... <sighs> Again, okay. here's where spoilers can I, really... <laughs> can I? Okay, okay. Everybody, let me let me see what time it is so I can get the timestamp out so I can put it in the thing. Huh. All right, we're we're doing spoilers. One minute twenty four seconds in, we are spoiling okay. the la or the Final Fantasy VII remake. So if you want to not be spoiled, get the fuck away. We, <laughs> just for a second. Also, do we also want to just openly say that we can spoil that Last of Us moment too, and just compare the two, or do you not want to go into there? There's more than just the Last of Us moment you've seen. Are you fucking kidding me? In fact, there's like two or three more. Dude, I'm playing Mafia <laughs> right now. Let's go that <laughs> okay, like, okay. there's so much shit. So we're just gonna keep it to Final Fantasy. So right. I now let me let me set it up like this. I saw the meme that uh, Andy shared, and the, basically the meme was just like, "Do they know I'm not a remake and that I'm a sequel?" Like the game. So yeah. what yes. what I have what I have heard is that it's actually in the same universe somehow. Is that the case here? Yes. Mm. Okay. So without so that's like the whole it 
does it do it in a way where it would only be like it would only connect things if you like saw the ending of the original game? Pretty much, yeah. So at the end of the original game, Sephiroth, the character everyone knows, is defeated. He goes into the live stream, you know, the will force of the plant and everything. And you find out in this game that it seems that he was able to, I guess, a lot of this is going to be explained later on, that he seems okay. to have traveled back in time to alter the events of Final Fantasy VII. So when they say Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's actually like trying to remake history of what that game is. So they're taking one of the most beloved games of all time and saying, no, we're fucking shit up to where you think you know what's going to happen? No. Like, we're going to bring back a character from the dead like they did. They're, they actually, they brought back several. Uh, they're leaving things open-ended as to where it goes from here. There's probably like three different Sephiroths that may be existing in this universe now. They are doing some shit that I am so fucking excited to see where it goes from here. And it's something Wait. I really think about almost every fucking day. <laughs> Okay, Wait, so he's pulling a reverse flash and just just doing pulling time remnants, pretty much. Yeah, and so like throughout the game, there are these. Uh, basically, you have to fight fate, uh, which are these whispers that are trying to keep the timeline intact. And Sephiroth is putting things into play to where you have to fight those and br basically break the chains of destiny to where now the whole timeline is open to do something new, essentially. Um, so think of like all the big events that could possibly happen in Final Fantasy VII and know that they may not happen now. And so they're giving something that I already experienced Final Fantasy VII and now I get to experience a whole new Final Fantasy VII now after this game. That shit is bad shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. So we all know that spoiler. I'm going to stop the spoiler warning now. Are we good with that? Because I'm going to respond to that in just a second. All that right, is my, so, like, as condensed as I can possibly condense it version of the story. That is fine. I, I can, I understand everything I need to know. Um, I'm, basically, this is going to be a question of how greedy do I want to be? Uh, because I'm looking at our current list. Our current list is, as I scroll up, uh, our current list is Tell Me Why, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Last of Us Part Two, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Dreams. Like I said, since I, this is the VGU game of the year list, I know I will also fight for The Last of Us Part Two as well. And so I just want to get it out there that I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is fucking amazing with what they're trying to do with the story. But if I want to make VGU, like the true VGU list, I don't know if I should be up here fighting for it by myself. Mm, so would you, okay, would you say that you would also fight for the last of us part two? Like, is that like your number two baby that you would, that say? would, that would be, that would be my number two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can't say what I was going to say. Cause the thing that I'm torn on is dreams, last of us part two and final fan or and Spider-Man miles Morales are all like the three games that made me cry this year, 2020, or I guess last year. Um, I Graydon's with me on dreams. Josh seems to be with me on The Last of Us. Al seems to be with me on Miles Morales. But <laughs> if I was to drop one off, I personally, even though I think this story is incredible, and like I said, I had a big emotional impact more than I thought I would, but I don't think that story is doing too much new 
I don't think is doing crazy shit in the same way that Dreams, Final Fantasy, or Last of Us Part Two is doing. I would take Miles off. <laughs> Whoa. That seems crazy. That feels crazy, considering how much I like that story. But, Al, how do you feel? Because I know you're fighting for Miles Hardcore. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm fighting for this game as someone who has, who did not play the DLC for Spider-Man 2018. I just a, hmm. wasn't able to get to them in time. Fair enough. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I'll say as someone who played all that DLC, it doesn't play into that DLC much. It, it's it. Miles is so much of a separate story that they're not even leading up to it too much in the DLC. Um, the only thing I would say connects it is the final, the final scene of the DLC is like Miles being about to be given his first like lesson in being Spider-Man, and that's pretty much it. And then it leads right into the next game. What, so was that the final scene of the DLC or the game? No, in the we all played Spider-Man, the original. 2018 game right well actually this isn't yeah. even a spoiler because it's fucking spider-man miles morales anyway so <laughs> well, uh you me and raul uh talked about it on the spoiler cast from miles yeah morales, but at the end of spider-man 2018 that it's peter moving into aunt may's house mm-hmm. so. yeah and then like literally the final scene is miles is helping him pack boxes and miles is like so, uh, Peter, I, I have something to show you. And he, like, jumps on the ceiling. Yeah, okay. So then in the end of the DLC is when... They're, like, on like, a skyscraper. Yeah, and okay. like, Here, let me show you how this works, Miles. And then he jumps off, and then Miles jump. is just on the edge about to jump, look it out, and is like, huh, something's different. And then okay. a year later, here we are. Um, so, yeah, that's what that game is. The only reason, because I'm hearing so many great revolutionary things about all these games i've played miles and i think miles is great but it's the same problem i said earlier where i just feel i when i'm playing that game actively i'm like man this game is great i love it i love it i love it but as soon as i'm not playing it it withers away from my brain and and i'm actually in the middle of replaying miles morales because i have to for the platinum trophy and the game's good the story it specifically is really good but like Final Fantasy Remake is doing some crazy shit. Last of Us Part 2 is, do- is doing some crazy shit. Tell me why. It sounds like he's doing some cool shit. <laughs> and Dreams, I know, has done some crazy shit. Do we want to just talk about Dreams real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I can see the Miles because I technically should have given the other games here more, more of a chance. Spe- specifically, Dreams... And Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Yeah. I, I'll, at the yeah. end of the day, it's pretty much this... I mean, it's telling a story of, of a person of color. But yeah, it's, which still, I love. It's, still, it's much of the game relies on the game that came out that came about two, two years before it. Yeah. It's, it's less even that it's so, so tied to the original Spider-Man, and it's more that it's just like... It's another superhero story. Like it's a great superhero story, but it's using the exact same components as you've seen in every other superhero story. So it's like, oh, it's it, they're cool, but what they do with it is really cool. But like, there's only so much they could have done. That's what I'm. That's the point I'm saying. Where all these other games seems like they really went off the deep end. Um, but let's talk about dreams real quick. 
I think so. I put dreams on here for best narrative because I think it is the most unique story probably told in 2020, maybe, maybe one of the most unique ever, um, where it's a story about something really small, really inconsequential. It's just a story about a person who's having trouble finding his inspiration, uh, his creative spirit, and is just going through a personal journey trying to find that. And the way that this game, number one, it's Media Molecule, so you would think it's another game of, oh, cute characters, fantastical worlds, very light subject matter, just jump along and have fun just being in a world of whimsy. They do some stuff like that in the campaign for Dreams, but the emotional core of it is way more mature. They say damn three times in the campaign for Dreams, <laughs> which is like not a big deal narratively, but like it's just the fact that they're even like, this isn't a straight up just for kids type game. This is a this is an adult narrative. It's a it's about self doubt. It's about losing contact with your friends. It's about losing yourself in your own depression, and it's about reaching inside yourself to find your soul. Reaching inside yourself to find you know that thing that's special about you to rejuvenate you to live life again. Um, and the way that they portray some of these things are you know they're they're using point and click adventure mechanics. They're using like side scrolling side scrolling shooters. They're using top down shooters just racing game mechanics, all types of mechanics, rhythm game mechanics, like platformer. they're doing platformer as well. Like they're doing so much in this game and they pull it off fantastically. And then on top of all of that, when you consider the fact that this is also a game about a person of color, technically, because art is a black man, <laughs> which is I, the arts really stylized. So it's kind of hard to tell, but it's it's just so incredible what they do with this tool set that is available to everyone, A, and B, the fact that they made something that I think is genuinely, narratively, just as impressive as something like The Last of Us Part Two, where, I don't know, I I love Dreams, I want Dreams to be on here. I feel like, because The Last of Us Part Two and Miles Morales, I feel like suffer from the same thing, that they can both only do so much because the worlds of their the universes that they're set in can only allow for certain things to happen. Like Miles Morales, a character wasn't going to get beat to death with a golf club in Miles Morales. <laughs> that was just never going to happen. And it wasn't going to be about emotional trauma in that way. There weren't going to be any like weird sex scenes or anything in Miles Morales because it is a game for a certain audience from a certain developer. Last of Us Part 2, we didn't, I feel like a lot of us didn't think everything was on the table for Last of Us Part 2. I feel like how a lot of us were expecting that game to go was, all right, they're going to, these characters are going to do this action. We're going to go through a lot of the same beats and it's going to be fun, but ultimately it's going to be more of the same. Where ultimately Last of Us Part Two really shakes up the formula in a way where I didn't expect, where in the case of Miles, Miles is like, they're not going to shake up that formula. Last of Us Part Two shakes up that formula, but it still feels very true to what the last of us is as a franchise um fuck here's what i'm gonna recommend so number one two things number one miles morales can we delete that one <laughs> does anyone else feel super duper strongly about it because if we can get this down to four then i have a thing to to recommend miles is the one i would drop personally yeah yeah me too i'm sorry al <laughs> It, it will get some more recognition come uh, game of the year, I'm sure. But I would drop Miles here. So, Graydon, uh, you want to say something against this? I have yet to play Miles, unfortunately. 
So Damn. I don't really have anything to say there. All right, then I'm just going to delete it then. I want to do, this is something they do on Giant Bomb, so I'm just stealing it from them. What if we did Best Narrative sponsored by The Last of Us Part (laughs) 2? And I only say that because Last of Us Part 2 seems like such the obvious answer for this category for me. Like, it for everyone, I feel like you look at Game of the Year talks, everyone's going to say Last of Us Part 2 narratively. Such a great game. So why even give it the chance to sweep this category when we could just do the obvious thing and be like, here's the obvious choice that we all agree on. Now let's talk about some other unique picks. How do we feel about that? I'm okay with that. That's funny. I like it. Good. Al, you good with it too? Yeah. Fuck yes. I'm doing it. Cut the last of us part two. Finally got it down to three because I figured this was going to be a hell of a fucking (laughs) thing. Absurd. Bye. The Last of Us Part 2. So that's what we're going to do. So now we're down to Dreams versus Final Fantasy VII Remake versus Tell Me Why. I want... Oh, fuck. This is going to be hard. Uh, I have... Tell Me Why is the only one I have bolded just by incident. Um, What do y'all feel... What do you... What would y'all want as number one? I'm going to go around and ask what do y'all want for number one. Josh, I'm going to start with you. Which one do you feel will be number one? Um, I'll, pr- I'll probably go Tell Me Why as well. Oh, okay. All right. Tell me why. All right, Graydon, how do you feel? Tell me why. Wow. Okay, Al, you say the same? I sure do. Fuck me. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell wow. me why is number one, then I can't, I'm not fighting against that. I'm outnumbered already. Uh, <laughs> so Final Fantasy Remake, y'all like it too? Or Graydon, how so- do you feel what, what Josh said about Final Fantasy Remake? Do you think that overrides dreams? alongside everything that you said about dreams that I agree with um, dreams, dreams is narrative, which I want to just say it was hard for me to figure out how to get into it. If you haven't played dreams narrative, you have to go to the dream surfing and then it's called arts dream. And it will oh, yeah. be like at the top. It's, it's a little out of the way to find it. They um, kind of treat it like it's just another dream. That's part of the community rather than like yeah. the thing on the disc. But it says like it's labeled media molecule and it says it's like a cinematic uh, experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. It at its core is a game about anxiety. And that resonates with me. Like when I played Celeste, it really affected me. And when I played, um, oh shit, now the name's escaping me. Some, there was like some anime. Part of me wants to say gone home. Part of me wants to say Edith Finch, but neither of them were really that that much. It just there was some game that was like I'm looking oh. up Annapurna games on on Bing right now. I guess I use Bing. Thinking I'm of, but I I played a game around the time I played Celeste, and it was very much that similar coming from anxiety and and I just Cyanar Wild Hearts. No, no, I huh. swear it was like a walking sim. But anyway, <laughs> okay. D- dreams. I, I just free. maybe it might have been oxen free, or it was like no. Oh my god! <laughs> I anyway, wanna, I kind of want to say Firewatch, but that too didn't have to do with it. Oh my god! I don't know. Anyway, just start naming games, right? Well, I love so many narrative. Games. Our podcast. Let's go. The unfinished <laughs> Swan. Oh my god. Um, no. 
dreams personally i would put as two however i understand what final fantasy 7 remake has done for the fans i see what it's done for josh and i respect that and i will allow that to take precedence i feel i feel as though alan might be the swing vote there i may be wrong though like if if emmett concedes and he's like oh go with final fantasy 7 then it wins but i'm how going about to put my my vote on 7 how about this how about final fantasy 7 at number 3 I'm happy that it's even on the top three because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to convince you all. I don't think I would have had I not, you know, done the spoiler thing. But yeah. I, th- I think there's a big ask to have people play. God, I think the original Final Fantasy is probably like maybe around 50 hours or so. So 50 to, hours of a 20 year old game. Yeah, f- you know, 50 hours of a game that, by all accounts, does not age particularly well, especially in the graphics department, and then turn around and play another like 25 hour game just to get the full payoff that like I did. Um, I think that's a big ask. Fair. And so <laughs> I'm okay with leaving it at number three, but I, I yeah. Okay. As soon I'm, as I'm you said you're okay that. with it, I, I decided to just put dreams at number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think the structure of dreams and the fact that Media Molecule made a game about a realistic subject matter and still kept all their whimsy and still made it emotionally affecting is fucking incredible. <laughs> and just the structure of it is is crazy as well. I, I think that game is just a masterclass in creativity. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's it's just it's too cool. So got to give it a shout out there. So, yeah, I, I'm happy with this list. Anybody have any objections? This long ass discussion. <laughs> I am still trying to find this game. Brain is talking about. I'm, not- I'm looking for it too. I'm 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 speeding through my trophies as we speak. It's not Outer Wilds, right? No, I never played that. Donut County. <laughs> what? Donut, Donut County. Donut County. No, but does that deal with anxiety? I don't think so. I played it. Yeah, I don't remember it tackling anxiety. Florence. Florence no, isn't it. about anxiety. It's telling lies. No, I did just pass the park, which was pretty deep, but that wasn't what I'm thinking of. You know, I may be thinking of Hellblade. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That classic Annapurna game, Hellblade. I know. No, it was around the time. Okay, yep. I'm definitely thinking of Hellblade because I've got got Dear Esther, which I knew it wasn't. I've got Hellblade, 1979 Revolution, and then What Remains of Edith Finch. So I had just played Edith Finch, and I'm just in that thought. I like the casual 1979 revolution (laughs) drop. Like that's, that's pretty great. God bless you. It was a good game. Oh yeah. It it was nominated for a game award that year. So I'm sure it was great. Um, Those games for impact, dude. Fuck. Yeah, man. Oh, and and a drift. Oh, I played a drift around this time too. 2019 was a damn good year for me. Hell yeah, man. Oh, hopefully 2021 will too. (laughs) Let's hope. Hopefully, you know, and had a full boyfriend. Had a full distance oh, burning Lord. skies. Anyway, we're gonna get down <laughs> to the rest of this game, the rest of this show. Uh, so your winners for best narrative sponsored by The Last of Us Part Two are number one, Tell Me Why, number two, Dreams, and number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is probably a different list than everyone else on the internet will have. So I feel pretty f- proud about it. Um, and with that, we're gonna go on to the next category: best nonviolent game. Our nominees are Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Astro's Playroom, oh Spiritfarer, 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, Beyond Blue, Golf With Your Friends, Fuser, Dreams, and Paradise Killer. Oh my god, I put Beyond Blue in here. Oh my god, you did. Oh my god, it ruins everything I said. <laughs> oh fuck, what did you say? You're, he's ready to delete by Beyond Blue for like four other games on here, I bet. No, I legit... Okay, this is the only <laughs> other place that it is. Like, Control F, this is the only other place. Did I did I put it as a game of the year? No, I didn't go that far. But, <laughs> but I would honestly fight more for this here than in mobile. <laughs> but the other mobile game was Elite Squad, which we said, fuck them racists, we don't want that on our list. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a certain percentage of fuck the racists, and it's also a certain percentage of fuck the people who would play this because they are racist and it validates their views. So... <laughs> Like, wait does me liking it make me a racist no you're good that's why i'm like uh because like i don't know if everyone working at fucking the tom clancy division of ubisoft i doubt all of them are racist but i'm sure there's a decent percentage of the people who play those games that are like oh yeah <laughs> this doesn't critique the military at all let's fucking go oh my god i get to shoot brown people and no one tells me i'm bad for it spec off the line fuck that. wait what Rock squad later finding out oh <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah that's why i have beef with that game and even that beef is like not the most intense but yeah i think i beyond blue i think still stays on the best on the go game category because i i don't i don't want to give an award to tom clancy <laughs> even posthumously okay. well i'm so, yeah. still gonna fight for beyond blue here if it if it gets there all right well <laughs> but we'll see i forget what else is in this thing so maybe it'll get knocked out I okay, best nonviolent game. I'm gonna go ahead and advocate, maybe not advocate. I'm gonna bring it up, bring it to the court. Sackboy, a big adventure. I'm not feeling strongly on it, really. And I know I'm Mr. Loved Little Big Planet 2, one of the biggest media molecule fans, but I've played a decent bit of Sackboy, a big adventure, and it's cool. It's fine. It's no Ashes by Rim, though. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my argument against it. Uh, so I'm ready to delete it. If anybody has anything else to say, tell me, or else I'll just take it off. I just realized that Emma and I are gonna be the only ones here who can actually like rep um, Ashes Astro? Firearm. Oh yeah, fuck! Because, because Grain and Josh don't have PS5s. Hey, oh, put up a put up a good enough fight for it, and I will respect your decision. All right, I'll I'll be ready when we get there. Um, go, first though, golf with your friends. Who put that? <laughs> <laughs> wait did i put that oh god you don't even <laughs> you must not feel strongly about it then Be, are you really standing golf with your friends that hard i'm not gonna stand it it was fun when i played it with my friends <laughs> and it's so violent it's it is it is the um, it's the opposite end of the spectrum of 2020 golf clubs oh yeah <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, you can get rid of it. All right. I'm taking off golf with your friends. Um, oh, shit. I think How, Tony Hawk could go. I think so, too. Anybody want to fight on that? Do respect to it, but meh. I think it already got, like, best repolish indie. Yeah, it already won something, so rip to you. I got to run um, to the bathroom if you want to talk about Paradise Killer. All right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling Tom about Paradise? Discussed it. The audio got cut up in <laughs> the episode oh, we did. Damn um, it. But 
yeah, I mean, and it's a cool game that focuses these people who worship space gods and who is, you know, there's some big conspiracy about moving on to this next island so they can try and kidnap some more people and sacrifice them to bring back more space gods and all, all this stuff. So there's like this really cool narrative behind it. Um, there's some really great character designs. If you're into games like Danganronpa and Phoenix Wright, especially when it comes down to like searching for clues to uncover the mysteries and all that, like this Paradise Killer is that it's done in an open world, very vertical. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a really cool idea. And if Phoenix Wright or Danganronpa decide to put out another game, I hope they take a lot of inspiration from Paradise Killer's layout. Because it's 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 so damn cool. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, hmm. But I like there are two other games I will fight for for sure. <laughs> Ooh, okay. What are those other two games? Um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I could put up a fight for Spirit Fair, I think absolutely belongs on the list. Ooh, ooh. Okay. All right. So, because I feel like. All right, I'm not going to bold it, but I was already feeling like Animal Crossing is probably half. It probably has to be a lock, I would think. But you already putting your foot down for Spirit Fair and the fact that um, I've heard things about Spirit Fair that make it feel like specifically nonviolence, it needs to be on this list. <laughs> so, like, mm. I'll, I'll say this Can we delete Paradise Killer since I feel like Spirit Fair? We're going to have to fight about an Animal Crossing, I feel like, is a lock. Yeah, I just want, like, Paradise Killer, I didn't really have a good place to put it anywhere else. And I think it's probably one of the best games of the year. And so if anyone's listening to this that, you know, is into games like Phoenix Wright and Danganronpa, please give Paradise Killer a game a try. It's it's really rad. I, I love that game so much. Okay. It's in my top and five. And you're I not the I only one. That, I thought I heard that as, if you're into Danganronpa, Spiritfarer. <laughs> oh no! Like, I don't think I don't think they're similar. Paradise Killer is the one he was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Take me down you... to the Paradise Killer. <laughs> Goddamn! I, now I'm thinking of like people drifting in cars as a murder is being committed. Uh, like every time that that <laughs> every time that's on sale, like Wario sixty four will tweet it's on sale. I'll just retweet it and just write, "Take me home." <laughs> <laughs> take me to the pearly gates jesus christ anyway um all right so who put fuser on here i did i want to talk about fuser go ahead man i guess i don't really care if it's in the top three but i want everyone to know that it is very good um it is the latest game by harmonics if you like if you like rhythm games and you like the concept of DJing without having to use a silly little turntable attachment, um, and and if you know of Drop Mix, which was Harmonix's physical game where um, you used an app that connected to a table by Bluetooth, and essentially you had cards with different uh, songs, and you could place them in different orders and... You could use like the horn line from uh, like a, I don't know, Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. And then you could use <laughs> the the bass line of Hot Stuff and you could use the drums of Crank uh, That by Soldier Boy. Crank That. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know over... that's in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found surprisingly that. Ah, um... oh, fuck. There's one. Oh, well, Old Town Road kind of works with anything. 
um, lyrics sure. wise. I really wanted to write an article of um, like best songs to use in your fuser uh, <laughs> playlist because like they use the fuser meta. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, fuser's a lot of fun. It's just one of those games that like you talk a lot about the the concept of podcast game is like a one that you just listen to something else right Mm -hmm. okay so this is the anti of that where you really want to be tuned into the game but while you're doing that you're just kind of fucking around like it's the best kind of the the aim of the game is freestyle and that's a lot of fun just making it your own and it's it it puts a unique spin on rhythm games because you're not really following a template of hit these notes as they come down and like you're just doing your own thing to the beat and so it's it's a lot of fun it's visually very beautiful um it's fun to like i made my character this like kind of uh non-binary chunky person dressed in white and black just like this this like mysterious spooky dj and uh and it's just like fun to just get the crowd going and um i I don't know it's it's a lot of fun and i figured that it wouldn't be in the top three but um and honestly i would i would personally put beyond blue before it but yes play fuser it is it's it's very good Dope. That's a very good pitch. And I think Fuser, it looks like a really cool game and I feel like I would have fun playing it. I'm going to delete it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I do think it sounds cool, but like there's too many heavy hitters on here. Um, So right now we're down. I do too. Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't, but I feel like I've gotten my way too much. You can take Beyond Blue off this. Yeah. I didn't even have to <laughs> bend your arm. Let's go. Yeah. Beyond yeah. Blue is one of those because I was like, it already got its props and you it clearly did. love Dreams, it. Dreams got its props too, but I honestly really like the idea of that game. I loved your passion for Dreams. What I would like to see is Josh's passion for Spiritfarer. Yeah. Tell me about that. I've man. also seen Alan's passion for Astro's Playroom. So Spiritfarer is the only odd one out here. Pause. I have a shitload of passion for Astro's Playroom as well. No, yes, you do as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, I read like Alan's thing on it. And, like, yeah, his I, review. Yeah, like, yeah. Did you did you read a review of it? I mean, yeah, I was say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, your review is very glowing as well. But um, I, let's hear about Spiritfarer real quick. What's popping with it, Josh? So, Spiritfarer is the game this year that brought me to tears. It is a game I think everyone can relate to about death it's basically coming to terms with people around you dying or getting ready to die and ultimately having to decide if you're ready to let them go and so you're basically playing as the spirit fair taking these people into the um, into the afterlife and as you're doing it you're learning more and more about the people you have on your boat and they're all different sorts of animals and each of them have like their own story and some of them are just painful to to listen to um there's one of a older woman who's in in the game uh, she's a hedgehog and she's you know elderly and she has trouble moving around the boat and you have to help her and 
she's starting to her mind is starting to go before you take her to um you know the door to to the afterlife yeah and so it's beyond. just the great beyond and so you're it's just all these different stories that can hit you in different ways um there's one with a kid that one hurt <laughs> that one hurt oh. so bad oh fuck um um yeah the the game is beautiful it has some of the best animations i've seen um the hug animations fair like oh my god it'll hit you in one way and then it'll just completely warm your heart in another the hug animations that you do with all these different characters is just like you just want to do it because you want to see it because it just makes you feel good just to go Can around I ask a question your, do the hug animations trigger the same part in your brain and heart that the ending of Toy Story 3 where Woody reaches his hand out to Buzz does? Does anybody know that reference at all? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you hug every single person before they leave through the gate. And so after you've basically come to terms with, oh god, you know, I love this person. I don't want to see him go. But it's like that. Imagine a family member and getting that last hug before they die. Mm-hmm. And that's what every single one is like before you take them to, you know, the final destination, essentially. Um, it's just that that game hit me hard in a way I was not expecting. Um, you know, I know that there's definitely a few people I think of when I was playing this game. I'm sure there I, are. Uh, sorry I think, to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, I just I'm looking up just just the hugs, and one of the car- uh one of the, after one of the hugs, um, a a lion mm-hmm. says like you, you hug them and he says, "Wasn't that amazing?" <laughs> wow! Yeah, he, and like yeah, he, like <laughs> they, I, I want I want to cry watching this. Oh my god! Oh fuck! Now I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm saving this. I want a spoiler-free hug experience. <laughs> yeah, man. No hugs till the second date. You know how it is. Anyway. Very conservative here. Ooh. You're you're saying, because I've already heard that Spirit Fair deals a lot with grief and everything, but this stuff you're talking about with the hugs, like that, that alone sounds like some good shit. And especially for the spirit of this category, best nonviolent game. I feel like it really matches. Now let me let me bring this up because I'm about to go for the throat here. Let's let's give it to Spirit Fair. I'm 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 convinced. So you think Spirit Fair is number one on hugs alone? Yes. Let, <laughs> let me say this. Let me say this. After okay, so the final door is kind of in this like area of the water that you can go to, and after you take everybody there. Or basically, anytime you take somebody there, as long as you're in the area, you can still see their kind of like their ghost in a way on your boat. Anytime you're in that area, and you could give them hugs anytime you want. So even <laughs> if you're sad that you know you had to take them on, if you just want to go and hug your uncle who's this giant blue frog, you can still go and do that. <laughs> oh my God, that's that's precious. Can now, I ask a question mm-hmm. regarding this game. Go ahead. What is the gameplay? <laughs> is there like puzzles or is it literally just like a narrative, like a visual novel? Like, um, it's kind of like a, uh, man, what would be the best way to put this? 
I've, I've, from what I've seen, it's like puzzle platformer, but then there's like some like base building elements, kind of like a side scrolling Stardew Valley. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I would put it like that. So basically, you have this boat that you can continually upgrade to give uh, you more space to build like a kitchen so you can cook meals for your passengers, which will make them happier. And if they're happier, they may help you out with other chores around your boat. Um, you can build them each a house, and which will give them a place to sleep. And so you basically traverse this world, um, gather minerals and resources and all this to help build up different things on your boat. Um, and it's basically just kind of like this management sim of boosting up the different stats of your characters while fulfilling any quests they give you until they come to terms with, like, come to terms themselves that they don't, that they're okay with leaving you at that point. Okay. And, and so, hmm. yeah, in a, in a way it's kind of, I, <laughs> it's almost it's, like, it's kind a, of like Cardi uh, Valley. Oh my God. I can't even, I'm blanking on the word. <laughs> Sorry. Is it a base building type game? Cause it sounds like that's kind of the point of it where you're building different like things on the ship to help I mean, your base is tower defense is what I'm thinking of, but not exactly that. <laughs> Cause eh. it's not top down. <laughs> yeah. There's no real threat at all whatsoever. Um, but there are certain like restrictions to where you need to upgrade your boat a certain number of times before you can like get past, you know, the ice wall that is blocking you from one section of the map. And the way to do that is to gather wood, then, um, you know, use that wood through a little mini game and one of the things you build on your boat to change it into something else or whatever. So yeah, it's basically just gathering resources, using it to upgrade your boat, which will give you more things to expand the world to get more characters and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. It's, it's kind of, it's classified on uh, wiki on Wikipedia as a management sim and sandbox action game. So Ooh, that sounds what I, that sounds like what I had in my head. So that definitely matches. All right. And it's, I, also, it's also like the genre's management simulation action platformer. Okay. And there is yeah. like there's it's single and multiplayer. So. Oh, there's multiplayer. I didn't realize there's multiplayer. Yeah, I didn't play multiplayer, but apparently if you do play multiplayer, the second player plays as your cat, which is also somebody you oh. can hug. <laughs> Fucking God. I can and, hug and, someone and, in real life. And, <laughs> and it's on Stadia. Oh, fuck. All right, game of the... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> shit. Wait, wait long enough, it'll be on Sadia Pro, and I'll just get it for free. Sadia, uh, um, though, something you cannot hug because it is not tangible. You can't hug a cloud. You'll just walk away wet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of cloud, I'm about to rip the silver lining off of one real quick. Um, I Here's what I'm going to say. I think Spirit Fair is a great one to have here because when talking about nonviolent games, I think that that game really is exemplary of the opposite of violence. Instead of making you feel range or satisfaction at defeating an opponent, it makes you feel comfort in death and it makes you feel warm fuzzies. I think Dreams in a different way falls into that same category where it's a game, I'm gonna completely exclude the single player campaign that we've talked about already. Outside of that single-player campaign, and even including the single-player campaign, Dreams is about creativity. I think it is the only game on here that is about creation more than it is about destruction. Um, I think that game is just very special in that it encourages you to not just create your own stuff, 
but the joy of seeing other people's creations. It's like a beach full of a million children who each made a million sandcastles and every sandcastle looks different. They took the same tools, all of them, and made a unique work of art that you can't help but be charmed by. Even, even the worst stuff in dreams is still like, all right, I see what they were trying to do. Or I see like, I see how this is like kind of cool. I've seen shit posts in dreams that I'm still like, holy shit, that was impressive. Like, it's really, really cool the stuff that people make in dreams. So that's why I would really push for it for nonviolent game. And I am so adamant on dreams and also Astro's Playroom staying on here. I am down with taking off Animal Crossing. How strong do we feel about that? I was going to say that too. Oh, fuck, yeah. Because I'm thinking we already gave Animal Crossing best addict or most addictive game. I feel like we've given it its due. And Animal Crossing, yes, it is nonviolent. And I think it is also excellent. I think it also exemplifies this category. But I feel stronger about Astro and Dreams. And Spirit Fair sounds like a special thing in my heart where Animal Crossing is just like something in my brain is like, ah, doing chores is fun. So, like, I would more reward Spirit Fair than Animal Crossing, in my opinion. Do you say doing chores is fun? I don't think that, but I played it for 48 <laughs> hours. Something must be fun about it. <laughs> so, like, what do y'all feel? I think that would kind of blow, like, I think that is a, like, a universal hot take that would blow people away to not have Animal Crossing there. But I think we've made good points. I mean, granted, We've yet on the podcast to make a good point for Astro's Playroom, but just I'm from what I've seen of you guys talking about it on every I know you've probably talked it to death on the on Players Club. Like it, I mean, Al, do you want to take the floor? We can we can talk about it right now if you want, Graydon. Up to you guys. All right, Al. L- l- go ahead and tell them what's up with Astro's Playroom. You throw the ball up, I'll come up for the alley loop after you throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Astro's Playroom is to PlayStation 5 what Wii Sports was to the Wii. Oh. Something something built in and is every bit as amazing as what it's trying to sell sell you on. And like and it's also a game un- unlike Wii Sports, Astro's Playroom celebrates PlayStation as a like the whole entire PlayStation family and brand. Like mm-hmm. uh for example, you can you unlock different you have different PlayStation memorabilia such as uh, like a everything from a ps1 to a psp go Mm -hmm. to the playstation pocket back in the 90s there are it showcases the dualsense controller just by just by doing simple something simple as walking on on a beach Mm, yep there are easter eggs to previous playstation games in everywhere Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I, well, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I'll say what I'm gonna say in a minute, but that's a good segue if you want. No, you can, you can take over. Oh, okay. Uh, well, when you're talking about the Easter eggs that there are the fine, that's what's special about Astro's Playroom for me, where you, you said that Astro's Playroom is to PS5, what Wii Sports was to the Wii. I feel Astro's Playroom is to modern PlayStation history as PlayStation All-Stars was to that era of PlayStation's history. Um, because the, the problem I always say with PlayStation All-Stars is that they came to that with, they wanted to celebrate PlayStation's history, but that game start seems to have started from a standpoint of 
let's make a, a marketing machine. Let's get, let's not get the classic Dante everyone loves. Let's get the one from the new Devil May Cry reboot. Let's not, let's not, we can't get Crash. Who cares? We can't get Spyro. Oh, well. Um, let's not get, uh, we can't get Solid Snake. Fuck it. We'll get uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, Raiden. We'll, we'll have that be the roster. And PlayStation All Star suffered for it still to this day. Astro's Playroom feels like the game. You could tell the reverence and love that they have for everything PlayStation in this game. Where, like you were saying with the collectibles, you can collect all literally every single piece of PlayStation hardware that has ever existed exists in Astro's Playroom. You, there's dioramas of it. Half of them are interactable. And then they go through the trouble of you can punch the little ejector button on the PS2 and out pops a, a spoof of Ico, which with with all the robots on it. And it's like a robot girl holding the robot boy's hand. It's like all these references in here are so well done. And the fact that they they go deep, man. They go deep in there's a siren reference in one of the levels. Do y'all remember Siren? <laughs> that horror game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like it was only on PS2 and then barely was a thing on PlayStation 3. They did Siren Blood Curse and then never talked about it again. So, like, the fact that they're getting references to like Siren, there's a resistance reference, which we all remember, but overall, in the grand scheme of the history, people do not talk about resistance. Um, there's just references to every single game, every single piece of history that I love, that I remember. And as the big, as the PlayStation stand <laughs> of VGU.TV, like it just touched, it warmed my heart so much to see that there's finally a game coming from Sony that seems to treat their history with the reverence and with the tender love and care that I would have given to it as a fan. And um, respect. Yeah, and respect. Respect's the main word. Thank you for saying that. It feels like someone who actually respects the history rather than just trying to make some money off of it. Um, and I, I think that is special. I think that's worth celebrating. And Animal Crossing is great. It's solid. It's fun. It's it's very cute, and I love the aesthetic. I bought a I bought my first amiibo because of Animal Crossing New Horizons. But Astro's Playroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a section, or the final, the end boss of. Yeah. is is a deep cut in and of itself it's like the most obscure deep cut. It's, it's a deeper deep cut than the boss of playstation all-stars which i didn't think was possible <laughs> it, like it, it's just so crazy and so just for those reasons i think astro's playroom is one of the greatest games it's in my top five when we when i do my final list uh, my personal list it's in my top five it's that good for a free game that shit with the system and so, yeah, that's my whole spiel. <laughs> um, so with that, do y'all want to keep Animal Crossing New Horizons on here? I'm okay with removing it. Yeah. <laughs> Graydon? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm totally okay with that. Let's fucking go! Much we're like going to get canceled categories. Again. No, much like other categories on this, this is why we're doing these and not just releasing episodes. Like, we want people to know that we like these games mm -hmm. like with the with the exception of some that like golf with your friends that <laughs> that ended up <laughs> on the list because oh it's 2020 i feel i should include them the majority of these games are put here because we thought they were good and mm -hmm. we played them because we thought they were good in the first place so sorry i'm adjusting myself um <laughs> 
I zip up your pants. <laughs> no, no, God. I know. Uh, just invite. <laughs> Good one. I, uh, I, yeah, I think it just it should be said that like we we liked all these games and all of them are are good except yeah. for the next category oh we're not on that yet <laughs> shit the, the next, next two three. categories <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that um so just for the order i'm just gonna throw this out here because i what i'm feeling is the best organization for these three so we have astros playroom spirit fair and dreams left i'm thinking spirit fair number one dreams number two astro number three that's what i was thinking wow okay i can go with that fuck yeah sure. let's get it so I'm gonna go ahead and rearrange these while we all sit in mutual agreement for the first time in a long time. No, I'm kidding. We haven't been arguing too much actually in this episode, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, and so there we are. Number so in this category, uh, best nonviolent game, your number one winner goes to Spirit Fair, with number two going to Media Molecules Dreams, and number three going to Astros Playroom. Um, not too, not too aggressive of a spirit of debate. Luckily we didn't get too violent in the non-violent game category <laughs> that worked out pretty well. And so only, oh, four, God, I thought we only had three more, four more categories, but I think these next two are going to go by pretty quickly. If not this one, we're about to do the next one is going to go pretty quick. Um, so this next one is games that couldn't quite stick the landing. Uh, our nominees include skater XL predator hunting grounds, watchdogs, legion, Hyperscape, Haven, Marvel's Avengers, Cyberpunk 2077, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and Mafia Definitive Edition. Now, let me just say this before we start aiming at any of these titles. I think that the best way to go about this list is let's not pick the worst game on here. I think it should be the game with the most lost potential. So a good game can still be in this list, but if it is not as great as it could have been for a number of reasons, or if it's like just a simple, like they could have, this could have been perfect, but they just fumbled it here or there. I think those are the, that's the direction I would like to go more in rather than just, oh fuck, that game's a two out of 10 deleted. So, so games that couldn't quite stick the landing sponsored by Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I like that because I was already feeling like Cyberpunk 2077 it embodies is, the, yes. this category. It really does. In the same way that I think everyone would say Cyberpunk would win a category like this, in the same way that Last of Us would win the narrative category. So I'm putting that sponsorship right now. Like <laughs> we're doing that. Sponsored by Cyberpunk 2077. Good on you, Al. There, there's another Alley you, but you dunked it that time. Let's fucking go. Um, all right, so for the rest of these, I did someone else put Watch Dogs Legion? I'm pretty sure I put that there. Oof. Yeah, because the thing with Watch Dogs Legion is that the reason I like Watch Dogs 2 so much is for the personality, for the vibrant world, for its colorful characters. All of that stuff is the reason I love Watch Dogs 2. And the stealth gameplay was just another thing where I usually don't play stealth games. I usually play a lot of like, you know, action shooters and whatnot. Watch Dogs has that, but two is way more centered on the stealth. But I enjoyed the stealth because I enjoyed being in that world with these characters. All of the life is sucked right out of it with Legion. <laughs> Legion is just a bunch of procedurally generated personalities, and they are all just as shallow as you would imagine because there's not specific writing to any of them. 
A lot of them don't have specific voices. I think they felt, I think they recorded like maybe 20 voices and then up and down pitched all of those voices to like triple the amount of voices you would hear. It's so like, it just falls flat. And then because of that, because I don't care about any of these characters, it's really hard for me to get invested in a narrative about these characters saving the world that is full of these characters. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just mad to me. And gameplay-wise, it still holds up, but I don't want to do any of that gameplay if the world is so flat. So that's what I have to say about Watch Dogs. I want to delete it here because I think it is... I think it's just because the game was built on that foundation of the play as anybody mechanic, I think it is too core to that game to say, oh, if they just change this and that and this and that, it could be good. No, I think that game fails because of its main mechanic. So I want to delete it because of that. Anybody want to fight me? No, I was going to say the similar thing is like, yeah, that is upsetting when compared to the first two games that were so based on, I mean... I know you want to say Watch Dogs 2, which I did love, and and you love it for its characters. I love Watch Dogs 1 for its characters. <laughs> like in a That series, is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> in a series that's so like reliant on its story, I I've I've barely played any Legion, though I think about it every day and the reason that I haven't gone back to it is complex, but I'm going to be going back to it. Um I I do feel that it would be bad to call it out on that when that was its thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is that is that essentially what you said? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's basically like this thing's ro- like for some of these games, you it's like food you dropped on the floor, you pick it up, there's a hair on it, you take it off, and you're like, "Fuck it, I'll eat it." <laughs> that's what. Well, that's an analogy probably set firmly in 2019 <laughs> and and earlier. But like in Watch Dogs Legion, you dropped it in dog shit and now it is dog shit throughout. Like it is rotten to the core. And even though it's still, it's still, I don't know, it's still a bag of Skittles and Skittles are great, but you drop dog shit on them. Like even if there's Skittles at the end of the day, you're not going to want to eat any Skittles tainted by shit. So I'm just going to like that (laughs) analogy kind of went downhill, but I'm deleting Watch Dogs Legion. (laughs) They were trying to sell dog shit. I mean, yes, but like. Okay, that's that's true. The the analogy's <laughs> bad. Long story short, Watch Dogs Legion, I just think it's there it's not a question of salvaging it. It's a question of starting with a better core idea. And yeah, yeah that's that's why I'm gonna delete that. Take so, your yeah. dog shit covered Skittles out. <laughs> I I don't even <laughs> I don't I don't have vitriolic thoughts about Watch Dogs Legion. It's more just disappointing rather than pissing me off. Um how do we feel about does anybody else have one that they want to like hone in on real quick? I would like to get rid of Mafia Definitive Edition. Ooh, because you think now, it's sixth landing, huh? I think for a newcomer, maybe it's not the best. And this is why it's hard, because as a remaster, maybe it's not great. Maybe it doesn't give you what you wanted from from it. However, I think, and let me let me just Google here. <laughs> what I'm picturing the original Mafia looking like. Oh, that the original okay. Mafia looks like ass. <laughs> okay. And it came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Is it similar to how the original Just Cause looks like ass? Just Cause looks better than Mafia 1. <laughs> it really yeah. does? Okay. Yes. So I don't know why I'm thinking of this kind of analogy, but like if if the original Just Cause came out... <laughs> And it just looked better, but it was the same game. 
I would say it hit the mark. And I feel that Mafia Definitive Edition looks like a better version of the original game, which granted I didn't play, but the gameplay itself of the new one and its narrative impact me so much that I I all around thoroughly enjoy it. And I think hmm. it accomplished the mission it set out to do. Great. And if someone has a yeah, oh yes, do you want to contradict that? Yeah, when you uh when you play Mafia three specifically you'll get the feeling you'll you'll find more you'll find that what you like about mafia definitive edition is more is basically a lot of stuff taken from mafia three thank you for saying it (laughs) oh like the like the improvements on it they learned in three a lot of the improvements were were basically updated to resemble how three was okay so wouldn't you say that's an accomplishment it would be an accomplishment if they if they surpassed three and found went came and went to an uh, a dirt like a achieved an upper echelon, mm. like if they I'll, broke new ground. I'll I'll say it like this because I I also someone who I adore Mafia Three as we all know, and I played the series two three then the definitive edition with one. Uh, I, I would say that Mafia the Definitive Edition is a feat. I think bringing that, I never thought we'd even see a game like it. I thought Mafia 1 was just going to be trapped in time way in the past forever. So the fact that it even exists is pretty impressive to me. But what's impressive about it is they brought the story from 2001 into uh, the 21st or the 21st century. Still the same century, but they brought it into the modern day. I think that's cool. But the story is pretty much the only thing they kept. What made the original Mafia 3 such a novelty was how realistic it forced you to be, where it played like a, like, you know, those old, like, full spectrum warrior military sims from like the super early 2000s where you die like three hits. That's how the original game played. The original Mafia? The original Mafia. It was, it was like, think Mercenaries 2 over the shoulder camera angle no cover system just crouching behind boxes and peeking your mouse around a corner to hope you can click three pixels before they click you that's oh. how the original game played oh my and goodness. and on top of that you had to obey all the speed limits <laughs> and cars controlled even worse okay than, okay i want to touch mm-hmm. on that i yeah. i am not playing with that however i remember very young me playing it it may have just been GTA and thinking I really badly. No, it was Saints Row. It was Saints Row three mm, was mm-hmm. the first game that made me think I would love a game just, just for the fun of just for the, the crazy idea of it where the speed limit matters and following the rules of the road matter. Like it's not, it's not a simulation. It's not the aim of the game that you're like a truck following the rules, but mm-hmm. like, that that you are you have consequences for driving on the street and st- like on the sidewalk. Well, and, that was Mafia One. <laughs> and then I find that this game did that all along, and I'm like, why am I not playing that way? But it's because I just want to play this you, game as a game. You just want the story. But I admire, I hardcore, hardcore respect Mafia for doing that back in the day. Yeah, that is like everything I wanted. And that's that's the thing about it where. I Mafia is the original Mafia is a game that I find more interesting to talk and hear about than I would ever play. I would never play a game like that because it just does not sound fun to me. But it's cool that they took the story from that. But when it gets to the gameplay, 
Al said that it has a lot in common with Mafia 3. As someone who loved and played so much of Mafia 3 back in the day, Mafia 1 gameplay-wise, their definitive edition is just a watered-down version of Mafia 3. Like, the gunplay is just way more simplified than Mafia 3. There are less options in combat. There are less options of things to do outside of main story missions. The fact that Mafia Definitive Edition is pretty much just an Uncharted-like game where you're going from story mission to story mission to the point where you don't have to explore the open world. You can just skip every car ride if you want to. I don't know if you... Did you notice that, Graydon? That, no. Yeah, <laughs> Every- I, I should be laughing because I, I, I was the same way when I made it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? In, the, in Mafia Definitive Edition, you can just it, skip car rides? In yeah. every, for, okay, not in every single or mission, I, but if one, there's ever, yeah, go ahead, Alan. <laughs> for every mission that you're not, every mission that you don't have to drive, like where you're, if you're in the passenger seat or okay. something. I haven't done one of those yet. Well, there's, they also do it for missions. If there's ever an objective that's like, drive to Sammy's house so you can progress the story or drive to Tommy's house or whatever, you could just straight up skip that. If the point of that mission isn't, hey, go chase that guy or, hey, go bring this car to this place, you can just skip the mission. Wow. It, or not, not the mission, but you just skip the driving part and just get straight to the plot point that's going to be waiting for you. But and then you're going to miss out on, on the little chatter. Narrative. Yeah. I agree, but sometimes the chatter doesn't last as long as the whole car ride, so I would just skip the rest of the car ride, and it works. Um, couldn't you do that in? Um, did you do that in Red Dead or like? You, not in Red G- Dead. I remember. And you say could uh, take cab, and she's a four. I think you could take cab. Ride. Yeah, you could do cab rides, and there'd be a little bit of dialogue at the beginning of the cab ride, but eventually they would just stop talking, and you could just okay. skip the cab ride. Huh. So yeah, it's it's basically that. If you don't want to drive, that's why I say Mafia Definitive Edition just feels like a like a 2009 era linear shooter because everything that made the open world of Mafia Three so cool and interesting is completely stripped away because you don't have to interact with that open world much at all if you don't want to. And so I didn't. <laughs> and a lot of the systemic stuff it does with the gameplay and like the base clearing and all that stuff in Mafia 3, it's not in Mafia 1. So Mafia Definitive Edition feels like a stripping down of Mafia 3. So the order I played it in fucked it up for me, but the order you're playing it in is probably going to be very good because to be, it, with all due respect, Mafia Definitive Edition by not engaging with that open world, but still having a story set within an open world, is very much like Mafia 2, because Mafia 2 is the exact same thing. I'm going to bring up uh, an old game. Like, I know we shouldn't, this isn't where we just bash a game, but a game that came out like 12, 13 years ago, or 10, 13 years, 10 to 13 years ago, Saboteur. <gasps> I love the Saboteur. <laughs> what are you going to say about it? <laughs> In a game that, that came out, Back on the during the 360 era, PS3 era, mm-hmm. it made use of the open world. Yes, it made use of it made use of everything. True, used every piece of the pig, as they say, <laughs> or of, of the buffalo. That's actually what they say. You're right. <laughs> I just you know I'm not seeing buffalo hides in the store today, but you know, <laughs> like if they if they had approached. Mafia Definitive Edition in a way that they made every moment or made every every part of the game world mm-hmm. make all of that important. 
like make it yeah make it matter it would not be on this it would if they had done that it would not be on this list yeah on yeah great point that's a big reason why people don't like mafia 3 because <laughs> they're like oh it's too open worldy of an open world game yeah and also um oh man, what was it? the only use of the open world is in the i think i forgot what mode it is or what what the name of the mode is i think it's like free roam or something yeah free roam where you just drive around the the uh new um what's this place new haven sounds right no i think i think new haven is is an actual like a new actual real life place it is yeah connecticut mafia mafia definitive edition city we're gonna find out right now it's lost haven lost haven Ah, that makes sense because it's lost because the criminals took over. All right, that that's cute. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. Oh boy, wait a second. Great, I don't hear anybody. Give me a second. Oh no, I hear you now. I don't know what happened. What the fuck's going on? We were quiet for a moment. Oh okay, I thought I my sound went out. Anyway, Is Josh still there? I'm still here. I have nothing to add to Mafia, so I'm just okay. listening to everybody. All right, let me let me bring this up because okay, I'll, I'll leave Mafia there for a while because I do think that that one has potential. I it's just not for me. I think this might be a personal me not liking it rather than it being bad. Um, for I want to do Hyperscape. How do we feel about Hyperscape? Because I just feel like I feel like Hyperscape was created because Ubisoft was like, we need to get a piece of this open world pie. Let's focus on high mobility. People like first-person shooters. Let's go. And I think they failed once they realized that the eight... I, I don't think they realized it. I think players realized it once it came out that the gunplay that they have is not set for the movement system that they have. And I don't know how you change that. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to come out the gate one day and start having Doom-type shooting controls. Um, I think that would save a game like this, but I think that's too big of a change for them to just update into the game. But I also don't feel like Hyperscape is bad enough to where it's rotten to the core, if you know what I mean. So, like, I don't know how we feel about that one. Actually, who put Skater XL on here? I- I'd want to hear about that one. Hey, Skater XL can go fuck itself. It's the worst game of 2020, and I hate it. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus, Green, we're supposed to be celebrating games, not... I, I will tear down Skater XL. I will, <laughs> I will destroy... It's horrible. It's so bad. Is it rotten to the core? It was so bad. Alan didn't even try it. He got it from Gamefly and sent it back. Yeah, that, that is true. I sent, I, <laughs> this morning when I woke up, I put it back in the envelope. All right. <laughs> let, let me play devil's advocate for Skater XL because Actually, I, yeah, I, I, I got, rented it from Gamefly. I, I saw back, back when it came out, I saw Snowbike Mike talking, tweeting about it, and I asked him, I just asked him how it was, and, like, he he said it was, he wasn't worth, um, like, it was a bit of a letdown, not worth the full, like, full price. Hmm. So, I decided to rent it, and I never touched it. You see, now, I've heard, what I heard about the game from Blessing Junior over it, kind of funny, he was talking about how the game just lacked content. Like you would pick up the game and they'd give you like a set list of tricks to try and pull off. And that was the entire game. There wasn't like a leveling system. There wasn't like unlocks. There wasn't like, 
anything but that. The only kind of quests in it are its tutorial, which you have to go into the pause menu to even find. And then all you can really do is like, oh, I want to learn what a pop shove it is. And then you like, you follow the ghost and you do it over a railing and then that's it. And then you get a check mark and then you, you do all the ones that are there. And then you go to the next arena, which is not a skate park. It's a, it's like a indoor thing. And then you do the same things again. And it's just like, it's just, there's no, like I come from liking skate games and you have people around the world and they're like, Hey, I want to take a picture of you slot grinding this rail or just <laughs> doing these things. Nobody does that in this game. There is no one, but you and your skateboard and nothing's moving. Nothing is like, I don't even know if there's wind. Like I really don't. Remember <laughs> <what> <laughs> like, it's just you in a barren waste. It feels like a flash game. And Damn. It's, just, it's just a broken mess. And the, oh my God, uh, I think currently, because I try to clear out my, my space, my PlayStation captures often, but I think I currently have the most captures of just glitches from this game. Wow. It's a <laughs> mess. It is horrible. Like, I, I, I can't say enough bad stuff about Skater XL. It really is awful. And so, is there nothing worth salvaging in Skater XL? The only thing that's salvaging is that there's a cool, the, there's one arena that is a big ramp and it is fun to go down big ramp to go up big ramp. But <laughs> even when you do that, if you do not go down big ramp fast enough, big ramp too high to go up big ramp and you cannot, <laughs> you won't get a good jump. <laughs> Holy shit. So do you want to just, this sounds like it might be more eligible for the next category. So do you want to read it here? Might, yeah. I already I added it there. <laughs> yep. Good on you. All right. Lovely. Then yeah, in, get rid of it here. In that okay. case. Goodbye. I, found, I, Oh, go ahead, Al. I found, I, tw I found the tweet from Snowbike Mike. I asked him basically, should I buy it? I haven't played a, a game like this since the 2008 presidential debates. Which just just forget that 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 comment. Okay. <laughs> and he said, "Alan, great question. No, wait for a price drop. Grab skate through your backwards compatibility and and skate your heart out. Right now for forty dollars, someone has offer. I would not have my friends up to buy this. There you go. Gee, Louis. Damn. Well, I I'll, agree. Sorry, sorry to the skater Excel people, but it might be fun for like five dollars. Like if you can it, get it, it seems like for that." and just have like scratch the itch of it's kind kind of like how on on win earlier i was saying i i bought tennis world tour which isn't that great but it scratched the tennis itch like if you're looking for a kind of not even not next gen but like <laughs> modern looking skate game skateboarding game go for this when it's like five dollars okay I'll respect that. All right. So there's your Skater XL thing. I think. All right. Predator Hunting Grounds. Yeah, I was going to say I want this off the list because I like that game. Oh, OK. <laughs> You're not the only one who likes it either. Then who who added it? Wow. I didn't know who added it. I didn't add it. Josh. I don't think I did. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Maybe because I did. I don't know. Because one person actively likes this game and the rest can't even remember their rage that they might have had at the time of placing it in here, then <laughs> we're just going to delete it. Predator Hunting Grounds. 
Because I've actually heard people like that game. It's only disappointing to some, but for some people who knew what they were coming into, they like that game. So it was fun as hell from what I play. I haven't played in a little while. I haven't played since uh, they brought in Schwarzenegger. But mm, like when, when that happened, I played it for a bit again, but I haven't been back to see if they've updated it a lot. But it was fun. Okay. We, could, we could do a piece of content for something we have. We have we're going to announce sometime soon. Indeed, we could. Oh yeah, true, true. Me, that game was ten dollars a million times. Maybe I should just pick it up and fuck with it for a minute. It's worth um, ten dollars. That game is worth fifteen dollars. I'd even say. Ooh, <laughs> a whole a whole three fives, hot shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, it's off this list, so we'll keep going here. Um. All right. We. I kind of. Nah, hyperscape feels like it's exactly what this category is, where it it doesn't quite stick the landing. I I. I don't know how much I want the whole idea of can it be fixed in patches? Because like, what's wrong with Hyperscape? I don't think can be fixed in patches. It's going to take a big overhaul. But they're already doing that with things like um, they're already doing that with not what's it's not Apex. What's the A game that everyone hated when it came out? Bioware. Uh, Anthem. Anthem. Thank Whoa. you. Triple Jinx. <laughs> yeah, triple Jinx. <laughs> Y'all owe Graydon like three sodas and three dollars or something. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if they're already doing that with Anthem, where that thing's getting an overhaul and it's apparently just going to be a title update, I think they could do something similar with Hyperscape because I just there there's so many good ideas in it because the movement is pretty satisfying, the gunplay is pretty satisfying. You put those together, it it, it just it's not like chocolate and peanut butter. It's like I don't know. It's like chocolate and salsa. <laughs> oh, delicious. All right. Wait, legitimately? Oh, God. <laughs> I was about to say, like, what the <laughs> hell? You, you got, like, pregnancy cravings, my dude? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe a better analogy is, like, chocolate and cheese, where I can understand how someone would like those together, but they do not work for me and don't work for most people. Um, so, yeah. Anyway... Haven. Let's look at Haven. How do we feel about Haven? So I added Haven onto the list because it was probably one of the two most anticipated games after I played that demo during the summer. Mm-hmm. And you guys played the demo, right? I play I made a video of that demo. Yeah, it's great. So imagine that demo spread out for 10 hours. That's Haven. Um they oh. don't I was expecting them to go to um, different planets. I was expecting the combat to branch out a little bit more than it did, which was basically not at all. Um, I I think the relationship between you and Kay is fantastic and probably one of my favorite relationships and games. Um, but they're just, they didn't do enough. It was just like, if you experienced the demo, you experienced Haven for the most part. It's just, mm. there was so much I expected them to do and they just didn't do it. Like it's a beautiful game. Um, I think the some of the gliding around the world is a little bit finicky, especially if you're trying to do a quick turn. Um, but for the most part, all the areas look the same, except once you start getting near the end. Um, a lot of the variety and enemy type is mostly the same throughout the entire game. Um, it's just I was expecting so much more and it just didn't do it it just stayed pretty much the exact same throughout the entire game i have a question about it sure question so 
when this was like announced and became this thing, they were like, this game is a love story that can be played co-op. And I was like, this sounds like a fun game for me and my girlfriend to play together, but I haven't tried it yet. Is the story good? Yeah, I mean, the story is good. It's basically these two who are on the run from their community or whatever that basically dictates who you'll marry. And these two were already in love and they did not want to, you know, follow those rules. So they decided to run off to a different planet, basically. And they're afraid of being found. And during the gameplay, they accidentally do something that triggers where they came from to realize that they are there. Um, and so it's like an on the run story, like a Bonnie and Clyde type thing. Yeah. Except they don't even do a whole lot with that either. That's the, mm. that's the sad thing about it. Like you think there would be more of a threat from the, you know, place that they came from and there's a little bit of it there, but like, it just, it just does. It just stops. Like it doesn't do much of anything. And then the <laughs> whole thing at the end is, the ending has a way to branch off into multiple endings. And apparently I got the bad one, but they don't really do a great <laughs> job of illustrating how those endings come to be. Um, apparently it's more like a confidence meter based on the relationship you have with each other. It's just, I don't know. I was so disappointed with that game, especially considering, you know, I was more excited to play that than I was Assassin's Creed or Cyberpunk or Last Shit. of Us. And all right. Okay. Let me let's shake hands on something, Josh. I'm gonna, so much I'm, more gonna, that game. I'm gonna put something towards you real quick and ask for something from you. I feel okay. like your ex- I feel like your expectations for Haven were too high in the same way that my expectations for Mafia Definitive Edition were too high. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask us, let's look deep inside of ourselves. Cause I am still interested to play Haven. Like I only cared about that story. Everything else was to the side. And if the story is good, I, it sounds like I would like Haven. So do you think Haven is objectively a bad game and it needs to fix? Cause like, it seems like it's more of an expectation thing. Cause it, cause it, cause it could have done more rather than, Oh, this specific thing is bad where mafia definitive edition. I'm like, oh man, they could have done more because it just feels so restrictive and so much lesser than what Mafia 3 was. But I can't say it's like ultimately bad. So I feel like these are personal things rather than there being like some innate flaw with these. So do you want to shake hands on these and take them off the list? Yeah, I'm good with that. I don't think Haven is a bad game. I think it's it's a good game, but it could have been so much better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so too. So... We're going to go ahead and take Haven and Mafia Definitive Edition off the list because I think those are probably good games in their own rights, but you know they just didn't quite click with the people who played them. Um, well, for me, in the case of Mafia, I know, Graydon, you're liking it a lot. So here's what we have left. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, we have not talked about at all, which we will in a minute, um, and also Marvel's Avengers, which we haven't talked too much about, and Hyperscape, which I've already said my piece on. Do we want to? What do we want to talk about first? Marvel's Avengers or Mario All Stars? I'm feeling because Mario All Stars is is a pretty quick and simple description as to why it's here. It's just a port. Yeah, not even a remaster. (laughs) It's the biggest disappointment of the year, except for Skater XL. Yeah, (laughs) like I, I feel like that's exactly it. Where 
because we've talked about with Haven and Mafia 3 or Mafia Definitive Edition, where those games, our expectations were high and they just didn't do what we were hoping they would do. Where Mario 3D All-Stars, all we expected was what every other port of this type was. Like if this was just like, like the Ratchet and Clank collection or the Sly Cooper collection, if it hit that level, we'd be okay. But it's the fact that we're talking about Nintendo. We're talking about their crown jewel Mario and the 35th anniversary of Mario. Like we expected some type of tender loving care done to these games to fix some of these flaws, to bring it to a new generation of people in some way on their most successful platform in a long time. And y'all did them dirty, man. And they just, they, they copy and pasted ROMs onto a cart. <laughs> like Mario, not Bubsy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like for real. Remaster. They didn't even have inverted controls for the jetpack in Sunshine until a couple weeks later. They they didn't even fix Sunshine. Yeah, like they could have made Sunshine a universally loved game instead of a niche favorite. Or better than that, they could have made Mario 64 feel satisfying to people who are used to modern platformers, which is me. <laughs> they, I'll say that specifically. They could have t- used Super Mario Galaxy as a frame of reference of how the game, or Super Mario Odyssey, to make it even more pre- even more uh, recent, as mm-hmm. a way to make the games feel like, make them feel like they they would as if they came out t- today. Yeah, like they're all one part of a cohesive whole. And like, yeah. Instead, they just, as you said, put ROMs onto an emulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does feel like like, how is the Nathan Drake collection a better collection of old games than the Super Mario 3D All-Stars? <laughs> like, yeah. that's Mario, crazy. Super Mario, the, game, the, the franchise or the characters that pretty much saved gaming? Yeah. Getting done dirty like this? Yeah. It, it's and they left wild. out Galaxy 2. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Ah. That's also crazy, which I feel like they might fuck around and try and sell that for $64 elsewhere, but they could have yeah. just... If they were real, they would have just put it on there. So I, I think Super Mario 3D All-Stars definitely deserves a spot here, even though it's already gotten that spot. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, it feels like it's a similar case to where everything on the wall... The writing was on the wall, man. They already had they had Crystal Dynamics. Everyone loves the modern Tomb Raider games. They had Square Enix, one of the greatest or one of the most well-known publishers, biggest publishers out there for all their budget to be put into this game. You got the Avengers. Everyone loves the Avengers from the Marvel movies. So, of course, that's going to be a dub. And then you got Kamala Khan, which is one of the most beloved modern comic book characters out there. And... Just it's because they made it an online game. Like that's the thing about this one. It's a totally unforced error. (laughs) Like if they just much like um, what's the other one that was on here? Because uh, fuck, what's the one that I deleted? The first one I went for. Um, (laughs) oh, Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. The whole idea of that game was play as anybody, and that core idea was fucked. Marvel's Avengers is slightly more heartbreaking because the core idea that they started with marvel's avengers was this needs to be a thing people are going to play forever so we can make money from it forever so it has to be online and then they added the really heartwarming single player campaign and the strong characters and all the stuff that people like 
That is the stuff that actually ended up being good. And if they kept on that track, this game could have been a classic. But just the fact that they forced it into a multiplayer hole just made it fall apart where things were bugged, things weren't satisfying in the gameplay loop on multiplayer, and meh, people just didn't love it. You are the first person I've heard say that Avengers' story is heartwarming. All right, pause. Let me pause. It is heartwarming. And I'm saying that from what I've heard from other people, (laughs) because I have yet to play it. I actually picked it up. Gamefly was having a sale. I think it was like 12 bucks. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll get that. Um, Yeah, I have yet to play it. But from what everything I've heard, it's a story about friendship. (laughs) And from what I've seen of Kamala Khan and her interactions with the other Avengers, like she's already a character that I like a lot. So like, I know that story mode is probably really solid. And if they kept on it, I'm sure that game would have been great if it started from just the story mode. But the okay. fact is, yeah, go ahead. I have a comparison to make that it may not be the may not be the best one, but it's the <laughs> it, it to me at least it 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 works. It works in my head, and that is the Country Bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Wait, so, let, go let ahead. Me, go ahead. Okay. So you have a character who is who I idolize idolizes the Avengers. Okay. Finds or idolizes them is wants to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of Barry Barrington wants to be a musician. <laughs> Brilliant. And it's about <laughs> it. It really is about like, it's about reconnecting or getting the band back together figuratively and literally. Okay. And I, Mending the old wounds caused like by, in Avengers case, uh, A-Day. Huh. Okay. By the way, I just looked up this movie. I've totally forgotten it existed until right now. And... Oh, yeah, man. Goodness. And the grand finale, and both, in both games, the grand finale, they sell out a rock concert at the Country Bear, uh, Country Bear Hall. Hmm. Wait, hold yes. on. Avengers has Country Bear Hall in it? <laughs> you don't get healthy, do you? <laughs> I get the analogy you're making where it's about getting the band back together. It's about like mending the wounds of the past in a similar way to the country bears. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> like, I okay. was just like, God damn it, Graydon. could <laughs> <laughs> never be taught. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that's, well, from what I've heard, I think that is true. So that's why I feel Marvel's Avengers does deserve a spot here. But as far as the order goes, I feel like I want to give it the Super Mario 3D All-Stars for number one, just because it's, yeah. it should have been such a layup. Like, are we all good with putting that for number one? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's number one. But in a couple of months, the game will, will be gone anyway. Yeah, we can forget all about it. God, that was another stupid thing they did. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of glad I have it for at least Galaxy. Oh, but yeah. Aside from that. Yeah, it's... It's it's crazy. Buy it just for collector purposes. I mean, I bought it just so I could have it because everyone tells me these games are great. So I was like, great, I'm gonna buy it on the platform (laughs) that I own, and still have not played it. Um, (laughs) I'm feeling Super Mario 3D All Stars number one, Marvel's Avengers number two, Hyperscape number three. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at the big list. Did we really narrow it down to that? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Pretty quickly too. I was just like, yep, bring on the next game. What can yeah, we shit on? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we have another category of things to shit on. So okay, okay. G- give us a minute. After that, then we got one more. Not probably po- we yeah, we got another positive category, and then the ultimate category where we'll just glow on shit a bunch. Um, so yeah. With that being That's, said, that is where one of us is going to die. Oh yes, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and with that being said, we have all of our nominees and our winners for games that couldn't quite stick the landing, sponsored by Cyberpunk 2077. Your number one winner is Mario Super Mario 3D All Stars, with your runners up being number two, Marvel's Avengers, and number three, Hyperscape. And with that, we get to another shitorama, uh, or more so of a shitorama. The last one was like just you know. Chunky farts. This one's full matter, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's a horrible visual I've given everyone. Um, So God bless this mess. The nominees for this one include Cyberpunk 2077, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, Fast and Furious Crossroads, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, and Skater XL. Um, What do we... Okay, let me ask this question, because one of these, this, I'm asking this question for one of these specifically. Is this, what's the worst game, or what's the worst shit around the game? Because if you want to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, there is just so much shit around the game that the game is broken, the game does have a lot of flaws, and it definitely does not live up to the massive hype that everyone was talking about. But compared to something like Fast and Furious Crossroads, <laughs> I don't know if that actual game is bad. Just all of the shit around it is bad. So, like, how do we want to define this one, y'all? This this originally this this uh, category originated from me having played Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, Fast and Furious Crossroads, W2K Battlegrounds, oh, and God. <laughs> and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and having. Oh, the worst time and wanting to end my life because of I, I had to suffer through the games. Christ. So a terrible year, apparently. <laughs> his, his gaming year is the only year that is matched up to the real life year of 2020. Well, when you think of like the only other. Well, no, he did play other games, but like yeah, I <laughs> his other palate cleanser yeah. is MLB the show. And then he just plays like these crappy games. <laughs> like You feel bad. Oh, so I'll start with Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Okay, speak on it. It is a game that somehow traveled from the the two thousands to twenty twenty because it is just a tie in game. That's what I heard. <laughs> where it's it's just the greatest hits of the show. Hmm. Each each one has you fighting a boss. Like the the first boss is the Scotsman. Another oh, boss. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Like, like all all like all characters who are all like the certain characters have been um like mind whammied by Aku. Mm-hmm. So then you like have to fight them when you didn't originally in the show or something like that? Yeah. And I bought it for the for the sole for the sole purpose of content for the channel. God, you bleed for this channel so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> four mission, four chap, four missions in, and there's only nine chapter, nine missions. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just go. I can't do this. Damn. And I walk away. And, See, I, and, I, and I realize, and me being, me not being able or having issues with finishing things or not finishing things, I just thought you have to go and finish it. It's for the channel, for the good of the channel. <laughs> oh boy. Never put yourself through like turmoil for, for the channel. Cause like, if we're going to put stuff on there, we should at least either enjoy it or laugh at it long enough to where we don't hate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Um, it don't... is mm-hmm. extremely repetitive in that all you do is fight enemies. There's no puzzle solving. There's no just, there's no side quests. I heard that even the combat itself was super repetitive. It was pretty it, much a one button game. You're just mashing X and Y. Oh God! <laughs> and the only interesting, or the only the only inter- like in- cool interesting thing in- that happens in the game is, based on your the status of your health bar, Jack will have will have damage. Like he'll, he'll look damaged. Oh, is it like Dynamite Cop where his clothes rip off? Yeah, and it gets to a point where he like he you start off with the samurai outfit, like samurai the way Samurai Jack looks. Mm-hmm. And if you take enough damage, like his ponytail will come undone. Oh, his um, his sleeves will be gone. Does he eventually get shirtless, like in that one picture I saw? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this it sounds super suggestive. <laughs> Hot. I'm just like, tell me about Samurai Jack being naked. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about this. Yeah, so I can Samurai like Jack. System. Thank God. Oh God. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how, but they got Phil Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, this is the first piece of Samurai Jack fiction in a couple of years. So, I mean, technically there was, I mean, the show was on Adult Swim. Well, yeah, they brought it back for a couple episodes like two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess for that reason. And there, there was a Samurai Jack game back when it, during the original it's the show's original run was that game any good oh man i wasn't even i, I wasn't even like i was so obsessed with mlb and w games that i just wasn't even paying attention makes sense just, just before i i had a group i got taste as a gamer <laughs> fair enough and yeah that just i think i spent 35 or 40 dollars on samurai jack about through time oh so it and wasn't worth that. Wasn't worth a single dollar. Uh, wow. Okay. So Samurai Jack. Here, here's my question. Out of this entire list, because it seems like pretty much all of these except Skater XL. Wait, pause. Did you no, play not, Deadly Premonition 2? No, uh, Josh added that. I, oh. I, yeah, I put it on there because I watched the Jim Sterling video where he was talking about the worst games he played this year. And he seemed to... Uh, be very upset that Deadly Premonition 2 sucked as bad as it did. Um, a lot of it came down to there was a very poor performance in the outdoor sections to where the frame rate dipped down into like single digits. Um, and Oh, yeah. It looked terrible. <laughs> I guess there was one really bad uh, transphobic part of the game where supposedly Swery had fixed it, but all he did was take out like one line of what was said and everything else around it that was still fucking transphobic was left in there. Um, 
Yikes. So yeah, I don't know if it's worth keeping in here just because I don't, none of us have played it, but I just, <laughs> I got a good can kick I out of him reaming that <laughs> game about how terrible it was. Can I move on to W2K Battlegrounds? Please go God, ahead. Go ahead, because I know this one probably burned your bridges hard. <laughs> so, over the course of this year, of 2020, I've been trying, I've been, I've been going back to uh, scratch the edge on my back. That is W2K19. Okay. Respect it. And it's still a fun game. And then 2K20 happened. And then they said, you know what? We're not going to put out a W2K game this year. Or we're not going to put out a, a wrestling sim game this year. Instead, we're going to put, we're going to put out a, we're going to take, take this year off. We're going to take a good, good lo long look at, what makes this franchise quote unquote loved hmm. and quote unquote successful. Oh no. The quote unquotes are scaring me. <laughs> and they, and they announced 2k battlegrounds and it's from, um, Saber interactive. Hmm. Now, are, do they usually make like one of the WWE games or are they just like an outside source entirely outside source entirely? They, they do the NBA battle, um, NBA playground games. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You're right about that. God, and, that that makes so much sense because they look similar. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Yes, yeah, same exact. They just took the same art style and just applied it to this. But it's not. That's not the thing that that irks me. Mm -hmm. They they're supposed. To, they want to get back on the good graces graces of uh, gamers. Okay. Um, if you want, there was a. In the W2K in the 2K games, or this starting with 2K, I think 15 or 16, mm -hmm. they would have a an, a, a a DLC item called the Accelerator. Mm, okay, which, which would ultimately ultimately unlock everything for those for those who didn't want to who just wanted to do everything, play everything, would like use all the wrestlers that were in the game. Mm hmm. That does not exist with 2K Battlegrounds. You have to buy the, you have to buy whatever wrestler you, or they, you can't even buy a wrestler, a wrestler's single. You have to buy like bundles of wrestlers. Yes. <sighs> Wait, with real money as well, right? With real money. Oh my god, it's like kind of wild. Months, months, and months ago, i I took a I took a screen a screen cap where it says. Like on the, and it says on the scene page, like basically just, it has like where it's a, and it just it just says contains in-app purchases or in-app microtransactions. Mm. The fact that no one really talked about this kind of like grind your gears. The fact that no one talked about this yet everyone blew their gasket over the battle over Battlefront Two. That just really got to you. Yeah, and. Mm. Like from someone from a from a fan of like a wrestling fan who just want just simply wants who longs for the days of the N64 games. Oh, wow. You want to go that far back. The Akiyasmic games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm aware of those. Yeah. The fact that I got we got we got 2K Battlegrounds, which is like, oh, another thing. Mm hmm. Every for, I think for for 
I think starting with 2K17 or 16, if they had uh, such hindsight to have a, if you pay a bunch of extra money, you get to play the game three days early. That's crazy too. <laughs> and with they had that with all the way through 2K, 2K20. Jeez. Or no, I'm not sure if they had a 2K20. I remember it was a thing they had in one of the like grounded wrestling games. So it, it was somewhat recently. Um, 2K Battlegrounds, there's a deluxe version and there's a standard version. One is 50 and the other is 40. What would you suggest? What do you think you what do you guys think you'd get if you paid the extra ten dollars? A couple days early access and maybe like a handful of like either cosmetics or since you can buy the wrestlers, maybe like five special wrestlers. Great. My guess. Well, Graydon's real quick. I'm going to say something really stupid that doesn't benefit the game whatsoever. (laughs) A banana keychain. I don't know. I'll tell you what you get. You get edge. That's it. Wait, what? You just get one wrestler? One wrestler. <laughs> For $10? And you have to buy bundles of wrestlers anyway? Yeah. That's wow. It just sounds like this game's just an egregious money suck rather than like Well, let me ask this. Is the gameplay of it bad as well? The the gameplay prides itself on being another on being like the next iteration of WWE All-Stars. It fails at that too, it sounds like. Yeah, it the game feels like like it it feels outlandish. Mhm. It there's I'm, I'm on I'm do you mind if I just re- let's stop, read some steam reviews? <laughs> Go ahead. Please illustrate this point. Hmm. Most helpful reviews from no this one's from november 12th of last year mm-hmm. limited move set i didn't enjoy it but i can't complain since i played it on my friend's shared steam library i feel sorry for him having purchased this at full price Shit. <laughs> that's right does it bray wyatt have like the same move set as mandy rose or some shit like that they they all have or a lot of them have a, a lot of them have similar move sets uh, that's that's egregious. All right, so mm, I'll just say, just just looking at the rest of this category here, we're talking about just like absolutely bad games. It sounds like Battlegrounds mm-hmm. is bad because it seems like it's just trying to grab money and nothing more. Uh, Samurai Jack feels like it's it's just a video game and nothing more. Uh, Deadly Premonition Two sounds like it's broken and transphobic. So. <laughs> <laughs> like uh i'm leaning towards deadly premonition 2 as being on here skater xl Graydon, i know you said your whole piece about skater xl earlier i from what i've heard skater xl just doesn't have a lot of content but you all your experience seems to illustrate that it's also broken uh, so it's, it's broken but i have seen a surprisingly upset a upsettingly surprising amount of okay reviews for it. Um, so you can take it off. I'll just, I'll just brood over it myself. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, I wanted to say that. Cause I was like, I've heard like, not that people love skater Excel, but that it has very serious issues, but there's something good underneath. 
Mm. So, you know, that's what, yeah, I know you don't agree, but (laughs) that's just how I feel about it. I, I'm feeling like I want to say WWE Battlegrounds, Deadly Premonition 2, and Cyberpunk are the three. That's what I feel like. Al, do you feel like that's good? Since I know you played most of these. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Because Fast and Furious Crossroads, I know, is bad as well. But it sounds like Fast and Furious Crossroads is just a mediocre game. Samurai Jack is just a mediocre game. But WWE Battlegrounds is both mediocre and grabbing your money. Like, it's just wanting to extort you. <laughs> so I feel like that one's stronger. Does anybody else want to fight for Samurai Jack or Fast and Furious? All right. That solves it. All right. So when we talk about order, uh, Al, do you feel strong enough about WWE Battlegrounds or you think it should overtake Cyberpunk? Um, now, the top of the list would be the worst game here, by the way. That's how we're defining yeah, it. Yeah, to get Battlegrounds, yes. So you think that would be, you think that does deserve number one over Cyberpunk? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Let's go. I'll, I'll agree with you because I've also heard that underneath all the bad shit, Cyberpunk is a decent game, but there's just so much bullshit. <laughs> so we're going to give it WWE 2K Battlegrounds is our worst mess. And Deadly Premonition 2, I, I think it's safe at number three. Uh, mm, actually, is this, uh, mm, is the story of Deadly Premonition 2, is every, like, okay, Josh, think back to that uh, Jim Sterling video. Did he say he liked anything about it? Um, I don't think he really did, you know, and he said he that he absolutely loved the first one, but he hated this game. Um, he even says he's taking credit for being the reason that this game even exists is because he was screaming from the rooftops about how much he loved Deadly Premonition 1. Um, but I mean, there are people out there who still like the story of this game from what I can tell. Okay. So it's in a similar case to Cyberpunk. Uh, because here's the thing, Daily Premonition 2 feels like only a few people love the first one, so the second one could is only disappointing a few people, where Cyberpunk was looked forward to by everyone and their mother, and then mm-hmm. it came out and fell on its face in front of everybody. So I think as far as a mess goes, it's a bigger mess than Daily Premonition 2, just because the stakes were higher. Okay, so in that case, we'll keep it where it's at then. Um, even though none of us played Deadly Permission 2, <laughs> we've seen enough. Uh, I think that feels fair. Um, so fuck it. We'll just keep it where it's at. Uh, so everybody good with this order that we have right now? Yep, yep. All right, excellent. We'll keep it here. Go on to the next category. Uh, God bless this mess. The winners for this are number one, WWE 2K battlegrounds as the worst mess on or the hottest mess in this list um that is followed by a runners up number two cyberpunk 2077 and number three deadly premonition two a blessing in disguise there's a really big disguise on that one anyway (laughs) our our penultimate category hopefully this won't be pretty quick because i have a feeling that last one's gonna kick our ass um this category is zeitgeist of the year um, the nominees include Fall Guys, Among Us, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk 2077, Phasmophobia, Valorant, and Call of Duty Warzone. Um, uh, I'll tell you right now, all three of the ones that I think deserve to be in the top three, they're all right next to each other. 
Same. Oh, okay. Anybody else agree? <laughs> All right, Graydon, are you thinking Fall Guys Among Us and Animal it's, Crossing? It's our top three. Are our top three? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, feeling too, man. Because yeah, it's what I'm leaning towards. I feel Warzone got a lot of attention. Valorant approved earlier was not that big a deal. Phasmophobia was a thing for like a week. I bought that game and never even played it. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk can go fuck itself. Last of Us 2. Uh, I mean, it was a big deal, but it's such a there is there is such a rift into like the zeitgeist of Last of Us 2 is the divide. Of yeah. Its player base. Yeah. Like, um, it was only a conversation because people were talking about the story rather than people playing it a bunch. Right. So, but the top three were like, they, for, for lack of a better thing to say, they were three games that brought people together and mm-hmm. uh, they were kind of the biggest beacons of unity in a year that destroyed humanity <laughs> and that brought humanity to the brink. We'll say speak and on it. That's why I love video games. And yeah, I think if we didn't choose those top three, it would be doing a disservice. I agree a hundred percent. Now, Josh has heard you agree. Al, yep. do you want to fight on any of this? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, excellent. We'll go ahead and make those the top three then. Uh, Fall Guys, Among Us, and, and Animal Crossing. Now, what's the order we want to put on this? I, if, if it was me, I would put Among Us number one, Fall Guys number two, Animal Crossing number three. Uh, hmm. I would put I would put Fall Guys as three and Animal Crossing as two. You know what? I I think that's fair. I think that's because yeah. I here here's how I'll put it. Among Us was was honest to God. Among Us was on the level of Fortnite in terms of popularity this year. My sister, who is in high school, said that everyone would play it on their phones at lunch, like as wow. they were having to sit six feet apart from each other at in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and Animal Crossing made my girlfriend who doesn't play games at all play buy a switch light like <laughs> that got people who don't play games to play games and fall guys was for i think four people who already played games but it was the new party game for like it was like jackbox level like i can see there being fall guys tournaments at conventions when they come back oh yeah so i think that all three of these in that like in that order hit the right places that it needed to. And I think that that's a good order right there, but that's just, that's just my, my case on it. Okay. I agree with that. Anybody else want to make their case for it? Or they agree among us, one animal crossing two, fall guys, three. I think fall guys is right among us and animal crossing. I could go either way. I think both kind of couldn't make a case either way, but I'm fine with this. Yeah. I would say in the case of Animal Crossing versus Among Us, Animal Crossing definitely was a crazy huge success, but also we all thought Animal Crossing was going to be a big deal anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a new Animal Crossing after a long time on the most successful Nint- Nintendo console in a long time. It was going to do gangbusters and the situation with the world kind of led it to sell even more and have like politicians advertising their shit and like lotion companies advertising their shit in the game so like you know that made sense it it makes sense as to why that was big where among us is like i think of it as number one because not only did it cross over like you're saying graydon 
it became the new Fortnite where people are playing it on their phones at school. But it's also the fact that it's a four person team. Like all of this from originally when this game came out in 2018, it was a three person team. They had to hire somebody to do social media. (laughs) So like, that's that's the type of craziness that that game is where it goes from no one knows what this game is for two years to we're at the game awards winning multiple awards like i think that story is even cooler and the zeitgeist aoc played this fucking game like come on now (laughs) i think among us is number one so that's why i think it's good there um so we all good on that yep all right i'm gonna go ahead and lock it in and that was a very quick one because we're going to need all the time in the world for this next one. Um, so, yeah, that makes this category complete. So, Zeitgeist of the Year, your winners are number one with Among Us, number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and number three, Fall Guys. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, which I'll probably use the full name when I actually make this a, an actual list on the site. Um, anywho, and that's where I'm going to stop it right now. Uh, yes, hello. Once again, this is Emmett Watkins Jr. How's it going? Uh, yeah, this podcast is already well over an hour and a half long. Um, the full recording this night took about four hours and 45 minutes, and I'm not going to ask y'all in good faith to listen to a nearly five-hour podcast. So I'm splitting it up right here. I'm cutting it off. Uh, we went ahead and got through all of the kind of normal uh, categories. Uh, all we have left is game of the year. You will be hearing that one next week. So I'm going to save this portion for next week. And I'll go ahead and add an updated uh, housekeeping segment to that episode next week. Um, similar to how I'm putting this in after the fact during editing. And yeah, I, I just can't. I know you guys really want to know our game of the year. And trust me, it is a very surprising list, I'll say. But just so you guys aren't overwhelmed with podcasts this week. Um, We're going to push that to the back. So you guys will be hearing that next week. Um, We're going to go ahead and let you listen to these this week. But without further ado, I'm going to pitch it back to myself and the rest of the cast um, with the housekeeping for this week, because that is what we said at the end of this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to that. That's all we got for this episode of the Players Club podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this way too long episode i am so sorry this episode was so long but we had a lot to talk about watch giant bomb's gonna have long ass episodes in just a couple days too because they're doing their game of the year stuff in the next week or two so and ben's there you leaving. go oh yeah ben's leaving too yeah i saw that in chat that's um shout out to ben man he's he he's one of those people where with him it was a lot like britney brombacher are, are we all aware of who britney brombacher is yeah 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 yeah, What's Good Games, uh, she's great over there. When I first started to listen to What's Good Games, I, I did not know who Britney was, and it took me a while to warm up to her personality, because she is a bottle of sunshine. God bless her. But after a couple months, I was like, yo, this is my favorite person on this entire fucking podcast. I would die for this woman. <laughs> like, I love her, and I'm seeing a lot of myself in her the more and more I listen to her stuff. So I'm just like, yo. And so Ben is in a similar pack where Ben pack, huh? Ben is in a similar pack because he is, he had a very different personality than I'm used to. And it took me a long time or not a long time, but a while to warm up to him. And he's turned into one of my favorites on that podcast. And that vibe is going to be completely different now that he's going to be gone. And I'm excited for his future, but you know, bittersweet to see him leave. So, you know, I respect his opinions, even though I, I very rarely agree with them. I respect them all the time. 
he's a good kid and you know hope his future's good i don't know why i made a whole eulogy about the guy but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes he will be missed he it's will be shame. missed indeed. yeah so yeah shout out to them um but yeah we did our podcast too so here's four hours of content don't talk to me for the rest of the year um i'm kidding we'll be back here probably next week um so anyway i have a crazy question oh yeah go ahead it dropping it right here if i wrote an article (laughs) revisiting 2017 games of the year (laughs) could i like do that would people read that shit because now that I look back on it, 2017 had some great games and I totally what what was I thinking? Yeah, you can you Horizon, can... Near, Hellblade, Cuphead. What did I was I sleeping the whole year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel You're great. Like... You know what my game was 2017? What? Friday the 13th the game. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Here oh, I am yeah. thinking Horizon was a was a milk toast milk toast take. Good God, <laughs> y'all are y'all are wild. Um, but this ain't 2017. This is 2021. Thank God. Um, and this is the end of our Game of the Year podcast. We're gonna do some housekeeping things real quick before we hop up out of here. Which I know you're probably itching to get up out of here at this point if you've been listening all this time. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, first off, uh, links you'll see in the description of this podcast. Of course, I added both those videos we talked about like two hours ago. Uh, revisiting Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. You can watch that video from uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais. Uh, great stuff. I think that video is really interesting. And God of War, almost a masterpiece. If you want a really analytical breakdown of the God of War reboot from Joseph Anderson, you can check that shit out. It's awesome. And of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake spoilers. You heard those earlier. So, you know, it is what it is on that one. As far as stuff that went up on the site recently, uh, trailers that blew us away. That's a recent roundtable that we have uh, with, I think, all three of y'all contributed to it. Possibly. Yep. Yep. All right. Excellent. Let me see. Oh, okay, yeah. So that one you can check out there. Check out some of the trailers we like. You know, some Halo, some Final Fantasy, some Assassin's Creed. Good shit all around. We're very on brand in that one. Um, also, from Al, we have a Celebrating G4 Part 10, Pulse, which is a show that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I think that was like the... I think that was still the Tech TV era, right after the Tech TV, tech TV era of G4. No. Um, like- or was it the very end? No, very beginning of G4. Oh, wow. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I think, like, I, I had, going into that one, I had nothing planned. And I think I, got, I actually wrote the most uh, on that one. Yes, yeah, definitely a longer one. I like, I wrote more, I wrote more coverage, like, on Pulse than I did on any other of, of the ones I've done. And next is, after that, or next month, is I'm doing, I'm going to do one for Sweat. Sweat, and then uh, portal uh, as the finale. Hell yeah! And then I'll come in and do a sub series where I talk about Hurl for a ten article series. No, I'm kidding. Um, no one remembers Hurl. That we, we should all forget it. Um, no, you're gonna Annie. you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna do a remembering game trailers TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Each episode will get a twenty piece article. Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that one's still in the description there. You can check that one out. I am. I have to stay focused because if I trail off too much, I will not remember where I was because um, it's 2 a.m. or almost 3 a.m. Holy fuck. Um, other stuff on the site that has gone up recently. 
Uh, pretty sure All-Star Comics number eight, that episode of Hypertime, the podcast, I don't think we've talked about that in the last episode. So let's go ahead and give that one a shout out. That one's also on the site. You can go ahead and listen to that one. Actually, you can listen to it in this podcast feed. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll find that episode. Good shit from our homies, uh, Al and Josh. So check it out. Um, and oh, also for the YouTube channel, which I'm bringing up right now. Oh, actually. Oh, go ahead, man. In the podcast feed and on the site, you'll find the latest episode of of when. Oh, yeah. When uh, I recorded it. 12 hours ago? No, I'm kidding. We recorded it like, <laughs> at, at like I think, five or six, and we just kept getting into tangents. Much like this episode. <laughs> and I am really pr- proud of how, how I handled the episode art. It's very mm. good. Oh, yeah, I saw that in there. I want to say it does look really good because it looks like... <laughs> It, it, it's suggestive in a way that I think is really funny. And also, I just realized what that scene is. That's fucked up, but hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, check that out. Win episode 33. That will be out uh, probably by the time you're listening to this. If not, I'll have a link to it when it goes up. Check the website, of course. Check our Twitter, of course. Those will always be in the description. Um, as far as the YouTube channel, we got some stuff coming out on there as well. Of course, we still got the Life is Strange Let's Play going on. Episode, I believe by the time you're listening to this, episode, what day is today? The 13th. So episode five, part six will be up. Part seven will be up soon after. But uh, later in the week, so maybe two days after you're listening to this, uh, I have a Let's Play of Superland that I did a while back that I wanted to go ahead and put on the channel. I did a stream of that. That is a little independent uh, kind of first-person puzzler that I really love. Uh, it's on Game Pass, so I did a stream to show it off. So that will be on our channel. And I also finally finished up uh, the Titanfall Let's Play that I was doing, um, where you know I was just playing through the game on Master Difficulty so I can get those trophies. And you'll be able to watch the last two episodes of that. Those are live right now for you to watch. And what is rendering as we've been talking, my playthrough of Astrobot... Uh, or Astro's Playroom, my stream of that I'm rendering to put on the channel soon. It corrupted the first time I tried to render, so let's hope that it works this time. Because I don't want to do all 12 gigs of that render again. So we got my fingers crossed on that. And other than that, I'm pretty sure that's all we got for today. Anybody else got anything else they want to show off and highlight? Also, I might break this podcast up into two parts, like this episode, because <laughs> it's getting close to five hours at this point, and I can't ask somebody to listen to that in one go. So I might, I might do all the other categories and then break the game of the year conversation into just one separate podcast. So we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, no one else has anything else to plug, and at this two fifty-five in the morning time. Nope, let's all go to bed. <laughs> yep. All right. Sounds good. Uh, and with that being said, thank you all for thank you all for joining me. First off, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Graydon. Thank you, Alan. Thank y'all for hopping on. Did I say thank y'all for supporting me or thank y'all for joining me? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being there for me, guys. Uh, it really means a lot. And uh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, in any case, thank y'all for joining. Uh, thank the listeners out there for supporting. We really appreciate that. A lot of y'all watched the first episode of this, so thank you for that. And um, yeah, we're hopping the fuck out of here. We all got to go to bed. I am so sorry, Josh. Uh, enjoy the next hour that you have. Um, <laughs> One hour of sleep. God Woo. bless you, man. I appreciate you. 
Uh, and we will make sure to be more reasonable about this in the future. Um, so that's it from us. Thank you all for thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill. And uh, Uncle, buckle down because the next the next couple days, especially, are going to be some weird shit for <laughs> news. So you know, get ready, love each other, be good, and keep it real, keep it trill. Adios, y'all. Where the fuck is Alistar to leave? Okay, there we go. All right, pace. All right, goodbye.